Hello, everybody. This is the Cloud9 Podcast Season 2, Episode 22. So I just want to make sure I say this, you know, before we continue on further in the episode. These episodes are normally aired on Mondays, you know, around like 7, 8 p.m. PST. I did not feel good you know, this Monday that just happened, I was really, really feeling awful after work, my my back was hurting, you know, and I was really, really tired. So I just chose to, you know, push the episode of the cloud nine podcast, you know, to uh, today, which is Wednesday that you are currently watching this. But yeah, you can normally always expect these, you know, to be on, you know, Monday, but you know, it just depends, like I said, before on other episodes of like you know it depends on how I feel that day because like Mondays are really hard because I get up really early for work I'm getting up like four five o'clock in the morning you know getting to work and you know working until like two o'clock in the day and then obviously I'm super tired of that because you know uh, my work week starts from like Thursday all the way into Monday, actually. So, you know, that's just one of the reasons why, you know, you did not get an episode this week on Monday. But overall, I just want to make sure you guys know that if you don't get the episodes on Monday, then you will get them, obviously, on a Wednesday, which will probably be around this time at 3 p.m. Uh, PST. But normally, you can always expect the episodes 6 or 7 PM PSTs uh, every Monday. And yeah, we are actually almost done with season two of the Cloud Nine podcast. You know, starting this show up was really interesting because last year I was kind of toying around with like starting certain shows, like the, the G2 fan cast went on for a little bit, but I just wasn't really feeling the name because like sometimes with the show, you got to have like a really good name to really feel it when you're doing the show. And we had like another show I was, call- I was calling the Real Esports, but that name just was super cringe and so after those names you had the cloud nine fan cast which was cool for a little bit there but i didn't really enjoy doing that after a while because it was just a lot of work to do it you know and then we had the other original um league of legends podcast that i hosted a long time ago when the channel first started so yeah the the channel's been through like what one, two, three, four different podcasts and you know five times the charm you finally got a chance to um land it with this one and yeah one more episode and then we will uh be on to uh season three uh currently right now in a lot of my free time i've been uh looking to catch up on you know the lck i know the lck games are going on right now i think the lpl games are going to be coming back very very soon because they were actually on uh chinese new year uh but you know that's going to be something where we're going to be adding in extra episodes throughout the year about you know lpl and lck granted i have to watch more of the games more with the lck because like it's really hard to kind of watch them sometimes not because i can't it's only less so due to the fact that you know um you know how, how would you put it you have to go out of your way to watch it because they don't actually live stream them on youtube which i don't like actually you gotta go to twitch and as you guys know i'm not really a huge fan of twitch anymore i'm just being honest here i've said this before i think past episodes i'm just not the hugest fan of twitch actually yeah they ruined it i i just don't like the platform all that much anymore you know i'll go on twitch of like some of my friends have twitch channels and i'll watch their stuff generally and mm-hmm. and, and, and i still watch some twitch streamers here or there you know i'll watch a pokemane stream sometimes i'll just like background noise but are I you just fucking kidding me i just don't like twitch that much anymore like i just prefer youtube i'm sorry you know i should admit in that to the public 
<laughs> so I actually just enjoyed YouTube more. I just liked the platform more. And it's not because I was on YouTube first or Twitch came second. I've been on Twitch. Or I've been watching Twitch for a long time. Twitch streamers, Twitch streams, a lot of that shit. I just don't really like the platform anymore. I'm not a huge fan of like all the decisions the platform has been making throughout these many years. And I think the viewer experience for me is just better on YouTube. But I do go out of my way to watch like the LCK games. if the Because the VODs happen on YouTube anyway. And I just watch the VODs actually. But to be honest, as you guys know, I'm only going to really watch like the top tier LCK games between like teams like Damwon. Genji, T1, and I think there's another team that goes into that mix as well. Yeah, uh, so not him, obviously. Yeah, so you have Genji, T1, Damwon. Those are like the trinity of you know teams that I like to watch. It are their games because you're gonna get the best quality games. You know, because the games that I did see, uh, based around um Damwon, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the LCK teams play pretty pretty slow actually, but. It's weird how, like, in the LCK, they play slow to each other, but they play really fast against other mm -hmm. regions. I you don't know, know how that works. Summit said in an interview the other day that he says there's no more, like, great uh, Korean top laners. <laughs> like, almost no more. <laughs> Holy shit. Would you agree I, with that? I don't. See, I, there's a lot of, well, I mean, if Bertal's in the league, then that's an issue. God, if and, Bertal's uh, in the league, that's an issue. Yeah, right now that uh, <laughs> Zeus over Arcana move is really not paying off for T1. Yeah, I don't see Kana is good, but I don't think he's like elite level good kind of thing, well, right? No, a great level good, but um, I mean, the well, it's like he, he's not elite level because he's not consistent enough, but mm -hmm. he has elite peaks. And like after Summer Split, though, at Worlds, like I thought he was like the best top laner, he easily performed like that, and I mean. So I just thought it was kind of stupid getting rid of him. Like, I get Zeus's potential too, but I don't know. Definitely hasn't mm -hmm. been paying off so far at all. Hmm. But yeah, I and watched that uh, T1 Hanlo, Hanlo Life uh, series last night. Uh, Why did you watch any series that has Hanlo Life in it? What is wrong yeah, with you? Because it had T1 in it. Uh, so I'm not going to spoil <laughs> it if you haven't seen it yet, but it was pretty fucking close. Okay, so for an LCK-centric episode... I'm gonna I'm gonna pick out like the best games that have happened since. Just let me know if there's like any really uh good best of threes that have happened like in the past or recently actually. Cause I just haven't had I was being honest with you guys. I know a lot of people will sit here and lie to you on the platform talking about this shit. I'm not gonna lie to you. I haven't got a chance to watch any LCK except for one best of three, and that was like damn one when they kind of bounced back actually because they were they were like zero and two when they got their first win. It was that one. Actually, so yeah, I've only watched one LCK BO3. I know Gen G, I don't know if they're still undefeated. I think they're still undefeated, and T1 were undefeated at a certain point. Then you had um Faker uh getting a quadra kill, actually, you know, on uh Victor and you know, owners stole the Penta. And so those are only the things I've seen through the LCK uh 2022 spring split. Um, but I actually want to go over a few things before we talk about what we need to talk about on this. Actually, uh, let, let mm -hmm. me go. Let me go talk. No, sorry. Let me go talk. I'm going to bring up uh, Medic's okay. uh, Twitter, actually, because Medic actually made a point on um, Twitter because I follow yeah. Medic and uh, Vinny, no, I'll, I'll let you know when like a freak gun uh, Fred and Brian are playing. I, I don't. I don't. Honestly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Medi, how, how, what, what is Medi's Twitter handle? I don't even know his Twitter handle. I just saw his tweet, actually. Uh, let me let me type in 
LEC. I need, yeah, just got, just got to get some certain people. Because uh, there's one person that tweeted something today. And I thought it was something to actually think is a really nice talking point, actually. Uh, where are you, Medi? Where are you? Oh, we also had some predictions come out true. I as believe it's called like a medic cast or something. Medic cast, yeah. Let me go at medic cast. My God, because he brought up a really nice tweet that I thought it was really of a great talking point. Actually, oh, there's another thing we, we got to talk about too, which is the shocks thing. Actually, because you know, um, we haven't had shocks appear on the LEC. This is the first year she's yeah, missed the beginning of, of a issues or something. Oh, it's because the it's money. It's not really the money. It's like the LEC might not be willing to fork up what she's worth. But don't not worry. Really. You get right into it. Give me a moment here to bring this up. I should have already had this up actually earlier, but um, let me see. Where is this at? Because this is something I've been meaning to talk about for a while because I do think it's a Honestly, I mean, a really good talking point. Honestly, I mean, now we see our cheap bastards. On the on the other hand, though, because I don't know, she's like a legend and a huge name. But I mean, what she does like isn't like something that like it like many people can do it well. It's like you don't need shocks, but mm. but she is like a huge name, so I don't know. So it's and a mix there. of both. Like I understand it a bit, like the amount of money she's worth now. But um, also, I mean, just you can easily pay it though. LEC are just being cheap bastards, you know. I mean, the amount of money you they they make off their official YouTube streams is insane. Because remember, yep, because people have to factor yeah, they in. They can pay her. Because cool, the the thing here is, yeah, we'll just talk about shocks. So as you guys know, uh, shocks is a very very big you know person within the. League of Legends esports scenes. Everybody knows Shox. Shox by name is just easily known. Everyone knows who she is. So every single year since I've been watching League of Legends, since she appeared to me back in 2015 for the EU LCS spring split back in 2015, she's been in every single split since then. And she's been in the other other splits that I didn't even watch back then as well. She hasn't appeared yet um, because of some, I would say it's because the LEC potentially doesn't want to fork over the money that she is asking for because she even said on Twitter, you know, it's, you know, she could go anywhere for money. Honestly, she has a completely great resume. She's been with league of legends since it started. I mean, yeah, she can pretty much get any job. She essentially wanted within this scene, obviously, but people have to understand she loves the lec this is what she's been in since essentially since it started back when we had fucking jank cast with like fucking um who's the two guys that were legendary for a long time ago oh my uh d uh d man right d man and joe yeah like she was in that era crepo you know uh deficio you had it with quick shot some pyrotechnics if anybody remembers that guy there's she's been through a lot of what the lec has had to offer yeah wasn't she like in, the uh, years. Uh, wasn't she in like the halo scene at one point or yeah she's worked for sk gaming she's been a host for like pretty much all of the league of legends yeah, it, it's interesting events. when you like uh, go through like the 2010s and stuff or like 20 2008 2004 and like mm -hmm. just the, the certain people like you find looking back on the old vods like the certain like analysts and casters and interviewers mm -hmm. like and, you know, it's, it's really crazy because 
I didn't see her initially when the split began. And, you know, like there is just some crazy things that you just come to realize that this person is just going to be a part of like just literally everything, you know, like for every single split, even when like um, Bjergsen didn't appear, you know, for 2020, I'm like, man, I, I, I've seen Bjergsen start every like for five years straight and he's not starting this year. I was like, damn, that's fucking crazy to think about. And we didn't see shocks. And it's like, you know, this is the thing with how like like YouTube and monetization works everyone is you know since the LEC broadcast their stream on YouTube you know as they say like the stream's over and shit the amount of people that watch that stream and when you put ads on it make an insane amount of money and they also have a rebroadcast as well so the amount of money they make is insane also when you're counting in the amount of viewers that are watching the LEC you know, pretty much destroys um, the LCS in viewership. They have like, what, 500K of people that fucking watch their, um, you know, streams actually. Like the viewership is just, you know, absolutely insane. So, you know, the fact that they're having some issues with, you know, how they're not paying her is just interesting because yeah, so they definitely lie, make enough money. Because I heard at first and I didn't understand how it made any sense like um having visa issues with her but they said at first that it was visa issues so were they lying i guess no no it wasn't visa. it's all about contracts essentially like oh okay wants to make she's a freelance uh caster remember how she announced she was freelanced a while mm -hmm. ago so since she's freelance obviously you know you definitely you can charge more if you're freelance and not under contract because you're basically kind of like work for hire. Oh, yeah, so I must have heard it wrong. Okay, so I must have mixed up no, the contract fine. with Visa. Okay, so, yeah, again, um, like, again, I can understand, like, being a little hesitant with, it. like, the money because, you know, um, like, just think about, like, what she does, though, in LEC. Like, it isn't, like, something that no one can do else can do like yeah, many people can do it but at the same time like you can easily pay it like you have shit loads of money like that's the thing is i don't get why they're unwillingly not trying to pay her what she potentially is worth mm -hmm. and yeah you are right because I'm, I'm not trying to downplay what she's done yeah no i wouldn't say it about anyone yeah like literally anybody can do what she does but the issue here is like with Dash and Shocks, because Dash is synonymous with the LCS. It's kind of like Dash and Shocks. Yeah, it's are all about just, name recognition and like how you present a show, right? Because the way Dash presents the LCS is just how I look at how Shocks presents the LEC. Yeah, right? like I'm pretty sure she won like best uh, presenter or analyst or whatever like three years in a row now. Yeah, and that's the thing is you know. Anybody can do what she does, but can they do it as well as she yeah. presents it? Like, can they That's do it the as difference. well as Flowers? Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, because like, a lot of people like Captain Flowers, and a lot of people like uh, Zale. Yeah, it's fucking like rap gold. <laughs> oh my god. It's it's the thing here is, like, to be fair, yes, you can replace these people, but it's like, are they going to do it, like, as a good job as yeah, the and, other person? Yeah, That's and then the you thing. might, uh, you know, your viewers might not like it, you know, getting rid of names like that. I mean, yes. I mean, obviously, if you put a hot, attractive lady like her on the screen, yeah, a lot of guys are going to watch. That's uh, okay. going to happen no matter, right? That's going to happen no matter what. But, you know, it's she's established herself as not just a pretty face. She's established herself as someone who knows what she's talking about, and she knows how to present her argument 
you know. Yeah, and, well, I just meant like yeah. name, but uh, uh, yeah, I guess MSK goes to that. <laughs> so yeah, we have it right here. I want to make sure I bring up all this stuff. That way you guys don't see what I'm just talking out of our ass. All right, so here we go. Here is the screen right here. Let me show you guys. Let me share it to you. So this was uh, tweeted out January 27th, 2022. Shock says, at the end of the day, it's business. But on a personal level, I was really looking forward to hosting and having a sense of normalcy return to my life. I miss you all so much and miss the LEC community. Uh, Lord, Lord. Yeah, it's it's one of these things where, like, I'm not trying to downplay what she's offered to the LEC, you know, but... She's she's by her new contract, which she's basically freelance. You're essentially just work for hire. If you're work for hire, then if the official broadcast chooses not to take you on, that's their thing, you know. And if yeah. they think they're overpaying for what she's doing, they have that right to because they're paying you. That's that's mm -hmm. just how that's how the money struggle works in life. They pay you, but then again, if you're worth this much money, you know. Yeah, it's sort of like this is what I like to think about it. Honestly, like. Uh... You know, Cloud9, like, uh, when they got rid of Senskaren for Blabber, it's like, sure, Senskaren just won MVP. He's a big name, but with what he does, is it really that unreplaceable? Like, no, mm -hmm. not at all. That's the same thing. I Yeah, I know we talked about that, too. Like, the same with Blabber. Yeah, like, absolute oh legend here, but, like, it's... Yeah, because people are always like, oh, my God. does isn't that, like, well, hard. People are like, oh, my God, fucking... Because last year, people were like, oh, my God, you're so hard on Blabber for no reason. It's like, you can replace Blabber, and you can find someone who does what he does. You're telling me no one yeah, should put that kind of place. Many people can do that, all right? It. They just found yeah. fucking Malrain, all right? <laughs> Rogue. literally, they took Blabber out of their academy team when they were, like, fucking 1-7 back when they were, like, 10th place in that one 2018 summer split for the LCS all the way back then. You tell me that because at that point they didn't think that was possible so you tell me it can't happen again that's bullshit but this was the other tweet that shocks put out she says i will not be hosting the lec this week this was back during like week three of the lec 2021 spring uh, 2022 spring split i will not be hosting the lec this week my team and i have not yet found a mutually acceptable agreement with riot we are hopeful we can find common ground soon so i can appear back on the show the only way she appears back on is if she takes a pay cut that's just how it's gonna work they don't yeah. essentially. I'm not saying she did a bad job, guys. I want to make sure I make that vote. No, 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 no. She did an awesome job. It's just that uh, they think she there's other people, other personalities uh, mm -hmm. doing that job that they think can be just as good. That will be cost it way less, you know. But you're way paying, less than they, yeah. yeah, but you're paying that name recognition. You know, everybody knows her. Everybody likes seeing her on the analyst. That's just like they like seeing Dash and like Captain mm -hmm. Flowers. So. I mean, not having her on there gonna piss off some viewers. So that's another thing you have to think about. Like it's all many things mm. to think about. So yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, it is best of being like a freelance person though. It's never that good to just take like one contract thing. It's better for like that business, not mm. you. It's better to be a freelance or whatever. Honestly, but yeah, hey, uh, maybe she can go to like LCS, you know, because they just like spend millions uh, out of their you know, ass on nothing. So if she wants perfect. to just come to the Hey man, if she wants to come to the LCS and start, you know, doing some shit over here, and that's the thing, would having Shocks and Dash on the same desk, like doing whatever they do best together, work? I don't know. I think that'd be a recipe for a disaster, but I, I'd love to see it, honestly. You know, and to be fair, Shocks would bring viewers to the LCS. Like I'm not under, like she would definitely bring viewers. The issue here is like, would she really want to move to the LCS and you know commit to traveling over here? I, I don't think it'd be worth it for her. I think she wants to. 
be all for EU, right? Yeah, but I it's think. like, but but I agree with Sean. You know, you could have because lately the LEC has been moving into uh, Draco's actually um, doing more of the hosting. You have Draco's, Quick Shot, Law. Everyone loves Kadrol. I I think Kadrol is awesome. Actually, you have Medic, you have Vettius, and you, you have a uh, Trouble Inc. She's awesome. You like even without shocks, the LEC has such a unique brand of people. Well, is Trouble Inc. Uh, the one that does like the interviews, SKB. or is that another one? No, she was on the analyst desk. Actually. Oh okay. Oh her. Okay, yeah. Who was the one that like does the interviews? Laura, you know her name? the French girl. Yeah. What Law? was her name? Law. Law. Oh, okay. Oh okay. So, so that's the thing is like the LEC has such a nice rotating batch of broadcast talent that, you know, if one person's out, you don't really miss them because the other people just kind of compliment the other people's strengths. Like, dude, I thought I wasn't going to really like the LEC anymore after Deficio left. I was like, oh, Deficio's not here. Quick shot's not casting. I mean, you got Frost Gurren. I mean, nice trade there. Right. But, they, you know, later on. He managed to give me a good amount of people. You know, I like Dracos. I really like the other guys too. Kato's awesome. I watch his content. Yeah, I mean, Frost Garen's a good esports person when she just shuts the fuck up about you know what, <laughs> then she's good. So that's the reason why you guys haven't seen Shocks. Her and her team are hopefully going to find a working amount of money that Shocks is comfortable with because you know, and you guys have to understand this too from her point of view. And a lot, like if you're an adult and you live alone or you have a family or a boyfriend or whatever your life situation is, um. Uh, life is tough and money is how you fix all those things and money is how you live and how you have a comfortable life how much money you have is how you get to have a comfortable life and uh, and you know she's definitely worked up to a point where she should get the right amount of money she deserves okay so that's moving away from shocks and we have medic so medic tweet, tweeted this out because i was actually at the gym when he tweeted this because i actually went, went went to the gym today the first time in months and it felt pretty good actually to you know work out on my big bulging biceps actually you know so a lot of hot ladies were looking at me at, in the gym actually but you know so medic tweeted this and, and this is something that i've been actually um how would it help what's the word i could really use this is something that i've been pondering in my head but i just didn't know how to formulate it just properly he says if you could pick one thing that league casting lacks you want more of what would it be so for me personally, what I think um league casting lacks is hmm it's really hard to say cuz it does lack a few fair bit of things. I just don't know if I have the right ideas for what it lacks though, you know? Because I actually think the broadcast talent does a bad job with this too and I think the actual league casting does a really bad job at this too this is no uh knock to these people they work very hard i'm not saying they don't do their job correctly but this is something that traditional sports does very well and i think that esports could eventually you know bring into this too which is um telling the story of players right because what i don't really notice is like even with the lcs they do a really bad job of this too LEC does a really bad job with this too within both scenes. Like I think the LPL and the LCK are a bit better at doing it. When I hear their casters talk about the players, what you don't really honestly hear from them is like the story of these players. And, you know, like talking about the players to the point where the general public could really understand them. Right. Even if they're not a big name, what I mean by that is it doesn't really matter if they're not a big name. What matters is that you get the player's name out there 
you know, maybe you promote their Twitch stream, right? To all these viewers that are obviously on the stream, you know? Maybe you talk about, like, how they got into League, what rank they are in solo queue. Just a ton of, like, um, you know, certain things that end up happening to a certain way where, like, you're propelling who's ever on these teams to succeed, even if they move and shift teams in the next year or the next split, actually. You know, it just happens consistently to the point where, you know, you don't really hear a lot of the casters talk about, like, the bottom tier teams unless it's in some sort of a negative way. But it makes sense because they're a bottom tier team, so they should be talked about in a negative way because they're playing really bad, obviously. But in terms of, like, actually telling a player's story, I think we need more... um player focused content actually because without player focused content or anybody really talking about you know players in a meaningful way that it's going to last for a very long time a lot of these storylines just kind of fall flat you know it's not even just with the cast or the le it's not even with just the lec the lcs has this issue too which is like why are there not like fucking documentary videos made about legendary players or like why is there casters not talking about these new players as if like they would talk about a double lift a bjergsen a jensen uh tack uh well tactical is not that good but um you guys know what i'm trying to say right like a someday you have like most casters just focusing on the star name players the big recognizable names which is obviously fair because they deserve that because they've worked really hard to get that but you have to tell the story of a lot of different players because everyone always says like a lot of these other players don't really have a lot of like fans. Well, the casters could help with that. That's what a caster does. The caster helps with that. That's the point. But yeah, you know, well, that's what I liked about those like uh esports story videos they did, which mm-hmm. I mean, oh, the yeah, drive so... ones that they used to do back in the day. Yeah, again, like I respected like his accolades and what he did for the scene, but I really did not agree with like ninety five percent of the shit Thorne said. Though, like that another thing he just said, like uh, if you're not a star player in esports, you should just quit. There's no point. Oh, it's something that you love. You're making money. You're having fun now. Fuck off, Golden Glue. <laughs> fuck off. Stop being a journeyman. You know, just God, you're a failure in life. Go away. <laughs> or, or or it's like you know. Oh, and I hate these esports stories. Like, God, my life's miserable enough. I don't need to hear about their struggles. Oh, Matt moved all the way to Hawaii to play League of Legends. Yeah, he can move his ass back there. It's like, no, I don't. I don't like that shit. <laughs> it was kind of funny hearing that, but no, I don't like that shit. Like, fuck, mm-hmm. like it's dumb for many reasons. But no, I want to see more of that. You know, with them that can. Yeah, help, that, that's just that's just me personally. Of what I would would prefer about like what lead casting lacks, and, and this is mm-hmm. not just lead casting. I'm talking about broadcast talent has this issue too. So I'm kind of mixture. I'm just mixing them both because people always say, "Well, because remember how Dublin retired? Everyone was like, well, 'Well, who's going to be the main hero of the LCS?' None of you guys in the scene promoted anybody else outside of Jensen yeah. Beerson, Doublelift, someday, and maybe a few other people I'm not remembering right now. None of you tried to actively promote anybody else except for those probably like seven players that I'm talking about right now. Mm-hmm. So. When those players retire, it's like, well, who's going to be the main guy? Who's the face of the yeah, LCS? I, I, sorry, it still you know? makes me sick in my stomach that five fire and value never got teams. I just want to like, throw nobody up. Nobody was talking. Like, why not for like a broadcast segment or a, a casting segment that they could do is talk about, hey, here are the five newest prospects within the academies fucking from yeah well they did they did do they did do that during like proving grounds and stuff just teams didn't give a shit because they're fucking hack gms and shit (laughs) like no if immortals keeps going like winless like this they should just blow up the wall roster like 
halfway through spring or like near the end of spring mm-hmm. or like in summer, just get value out of retirement, get five by or try some experiment like that for now and then try mm-hmm. something new next year. If right, what's the point of just having fucking power of evil and wild turtle and destiny on there? What the fuck? Like I, I could at least understand power evil. What the fuck with wild turtle and death? That's easily the worst bot. It was easily the worst ADC or the second worst last yeah, yeah, year. Yeah. And destiny was easily the worst fucking support. It was what? yeah, fucking awful. And and dude, that's yeah. the thing is that's and my besides one of my biggest, like newbie or whatever. Because that's like one of my biggest pet peeves is what the cast is. I just want because everyone always talks about there's no players that I could follow. I don't know their stories. That's what a caster does. If the casters aren't talking about the good and the bad, I'll say good and bad players because they're all really good being in competitive leagues. So I'm talking about guys is these people broadcast those stories to the general public. So the average person who doesn't know these players stories can get invested into them. If you don't do that, you will not know. That's why. Because everyone says, well, Beardson, Sneaky, Jensen are on the league. So who do we uh, root for? That's the casters fault because they don't tell you. Yeah, like they and have that, such and, and, a here, huge fan for flawless right they have first okay they have you know kumo who just battled in for a job over over fucking long stain like legends you could say in the top lane yeah hanser darshan and he was a first overall pick you can hype him up a bit as like a solid gun and a redemption tool jose diodo has a huge fan base uh in latin america they keep coming to watch uh he's you know called a hot prodigy he has a high ceiling takuli same thing you see it in chat all I've the time. I've heard no stories chat. on Tukuyo, right? I yeah, but no, he has no a huge fan base. Literally, they there's just all spam in chat every time he's there in FlyQuest games. And he's <laughs> another hot prodigy. You can hype him up. Uh, Johnson about, and Aphromoo, the same bot lane from Dig. Like, there's dude, a whole story Afro-Moo to make for FlyQuest are doing nothing with. Yeah, and Aphromoo, he's 30 Afro-Moo years story. old. He's the oldest player. Aphromoo and Wild Turtle have been playing every single split since, like, yeah. 2013. That's disgusting. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah, and also Stick Say was like that for a bit until this. No year. one counts Stick Say. He 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 could just be no. He no, he can count anything. <laughs> just kidding. Well, it's really like oh, that sounds like an asshole. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, well, he was somehow playing till from like 2014 to now. But that's you know, the like, thing is, where's my stories at? Where's my where's yeah. my content where I should care about what yeah. these guys are doing? And, like, I, and but, no, yeah, like, like besides Johnson, files. there's four yeah. amazing stores right there on FlyQuest, mm-hmm. and yet that. T- CLG, and the, their entire look, look brand I, in general. I, I, dude, I know CLG sucks, and we'll talk about them later on because they're fucking mm-hmm. trash. CLG, contracts, Cloud9, he was on top of the world. They made top eight of worlds. They yeah. almost beat World Elite. He almost went to semifinals in his first year. He went to Golden Guardians. He started playing like complete dog shit. He was in Academy for a bit. He was on. He got his chance yeah, on EG. Right. He's sort of you like know. a Gilius or whatever, but younger. And then now he's on uh, CLG and... Not played too well this week, but you know where's that storyline? Yeah, I'm that? disappointed by contracts right now. Oh, I told he would you be he's way not better. good. I told you he wasn't good. I said he sucks. Well, no, no, I, I didn't think he was like great. I just thought he would be like, I thought he would middle be solid, like middle of the pack. But he's mm. been just like, I don't understand when he was games. when he was on a hundred thieves and EG oh. and should have been the starter for both. He was playing great. What? Like, I wasn't expecting, um, whatever. I, I guess just because he's like that whole CLG team just takes way too many rests. They're just inting their asses off. All of them so, besides Luger. Some of the comments here were this guy says, Caster's personal bias slash personally invested in their team winning. Yeah, it's present during Worlds PE, but 
I just want a whole lot more of that. And it goes both ways. The people that like it have a good time. The people that don't can just fuck off because the team is losing. Yeah, okay. That's a fair, weird assessment. Yeah, well. Okay. I want to feel the exact emotion that I feel when I'm watching the World Cup finals and my team is winning or losing. I know it's not really comparable, but that for me is peak casting experience as a fan. Nothing else compares to that one moment when all hell breaks loose. To to, to be fair, we've had moments like that when Captain Flowers was casting... Uh, the KT Rolster versus IG series in 2018 mm-hmm. world. That that was peak. That's peak cast. Man, watching that moment. Oh, yeah, live, you need the list. Listen, again, you need the like. I, there, I, I haven't seen any. So good, I haven't actually. seen any YouTube clips of it. So you need to like record it and also get like the chat reaction. It's in Korean, but still, you need to record. Go on Twitch and record that reaction of the 2018 quarterfinals, Cloud9 versus Afrika, when Licorice stole the fucking Baron on Orn, just oh punched it. That you know Their crazy? reaction and everything was fucking... You know what's crazy gold. is we don't, get, we don't get stuff like that anymore on, on certain things. So here was the yeah. Captain Flowers IG. Man, like, guys, watching this live... Sorry, I should the audio. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, huh. Watching this live was one of the most amazing things I have ever fucking watched. Yeah, Look that and the when he was at the end of the Cloud Nine freak the one. It's gonna be a base race. Nexus throw at number one, taking down the half HP. KT looking to end it right here, right now. Ning taking down the half. It's Shy versus seven at the same time. Model's gonna be taken very low. Yukao barely gonna be kept alive. Score taking down to one quarter. Smith nearly gonna be killed now as well. Steph taking so low. The blade call is not able to find him. Steph goes to the killing spree. It's the Shy still in the base. It's KT looking to try to stay in a fight if they can. The Shy has made his way onto the inhibitor turret. On to the next turret. They're gonna be taken down. KT still marching. It's a base race. The Shy's on the blue nexus. KT's on the red. Who's going to win? The Shy will not. And KT man. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. And that's why you can't replace Captain Flowers. There's some you just can't replace. on KT Rollster still are in Wow. Just like, I remember watching this live and my whole fucking body was like, oh my goodness, what the fuck I just watched. And then I remember like in 2018 when Cloud9 faced Afrika, they beat the 3-0. I was almost, almost teared up. I was like, holy shit. They're going to semifinals. And then oh, after I did. that, yeah. that, after that incredible. G2 takes out RNG. Like there was not enough. That was probably the best single day of League of Legends I have ever watched in my life because Cloud9 struggling so many years to finally get into top four they always faced a korean team and they always lost to them and then they finally got over their hump they finally made it to semifinals of worlds then g2 a team that was pretty fucking bad throughout 2018 upset rng who was supposed to win worlds that year right so there was there was just not enough words to describe like that that whole day of league like that was single-handedly one of the best of the league ever i don't think that could ever be replaced i don't think it's even possible but that was just amazing. So, yeah, got a little character carried away right there. But, yeah, I think. No, no, that's fine. But, so, yeah, I mean, I think if they combine just flowers of, like, the old uh, EU casters from, like, last year or, like, 2019 that they had, uh, I think that would be the best cast in, cast in deaths for a game, in my opinion. This guy says, you guys should focus on laning phase more. Don't pan over junglers fighting camps. You probably don't have control over Observer, I'm sure. Mid lane and top lane mistakes happen, and we don't 
even see why someone is falling behind or what they're doing to get a lead. Not that 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 right there is not true. They they actually visibly explain to you why they're falling behind. You yeah, and you can see listening. it on the lower part of it. They talk about it. You can. That's not an issue. You're, this and they do dumb. show they it actually. They do Who show like people like this. Who, yeah, what the fuck? They the do time. show it. They show it enough. They they don't like do it on twenty four seven. That that would make the game boring and for casuals. Like they, they do. Talk about what they, they talk about talk why a player. It. They talk about why a player gets behind. Are you? You're deaf. This guy's. Yeah, deaf. yeah. No, this person's fucking Ray Charles. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, oh, this guy says talk about mechanics. I do not mean flaming the players for playing a situation bad. I just feel like we don't always hear a comparison of what the intended play. They do this. This, they is, do. this is not true. They do this all the time. You're deaf. That 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 guy's retarded. Okay, that guy's fucking stupid. Too many things I really missed. The deficio crepe arrow. I like that. That was a really good error, actually. Where they microanalyze pro players' moves, decisions, matchups, and even and even builds, and straight up trash talk when they make complete mistakes, but also make insane predictions at exactly what minute slash item a team fight go. Um, they still do this, but I agree with you on the first part. They don't do the micro analyze anymore because the micro analyzing just comes off as nitpicky. I don't. I. I mean, mm-hmm. I liked it for when Deficio and Crepo did it because they made it entertaining. But I don't want to see that happen from a lot of different people because it's just gonna 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 come off as nitpicky. Like I, I. I personally don't care why a person didn't walk a certain way at minute fifteen. I don't give a shit. That doesn't mean anything. I'm just saying it just won't honestly mean anything at that point. Um, swearing casters not holding back, just speaking, just speak your truths. If they you want, do, they actually they have these people's criticisms fucking stink. <laughs> like, thanks, thank you guys for improving what we could get. Maddie Evans says, I've thought about this quite a bit and haven't come up with anything. Your team could do better, especially when you are casting. Wait, wait, you said you couldn't come up with anything, the, the team could do better. You're one of the greats, and this is proof that you're always. What is this comment? But this isn't a comment. You said they're doing nothing wrong. Yeah, wait. With anything, your team having come with anything, your team could do better. What? What? And also, uh, bitch, they do that all the time for G two because they fucking stroke the G (laughs) two's dick all the time. Shut the fuck up. Explanations about why certain champions counter others. I feel like. I hear X champion is good into Y a lot without a good explanation as to why. Okay, dude, I'll be honest here. I'm not trying to hear a 30 minute explanation about that all the time. Yeah, like if you, you just if have you to learn that see, yourself. If you can't see why Jace into Aurelia is a counter pick for Aurelia, you're just stupid. Like you are just stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. If if you yeah, this well, is why a uh, league is something like golf. You just have to like learn it over time. Like if you can't it. understand, like if I if I'm if I'm in drafting phase and I'm in what round one of the drafting phase or like um the first ro- rotation of champions if i pick tf and the enemy counter picks me with yasuo if you can't understand why yasuo severely hard counters tf you're stupid you are just stupid i if you can't understand that on your own base level a caster shouldn't be able to help you with that because you're just not gonna understand it's just how that works so the viewer is just meant to accept the fact Rather than understanding the matchup, it's not about understanding the matchup. You're just stupid. It's super simple shit. It's literally simple shit. Um, last weekend, Adazale used an in-game example of when you need to just get carried and not die to tell people in solo queue to stop running it down. As a fan and a player, it made me so happy that he would use his platform to try and help the community. Oh, uh, that's a nice one too. Like, 
telling the general audience, like in, in their games, like um, what would be the appropriate language to, to communicate? Because I'm not saying just go straight up and yell at people, guys. What I'm saying is like there, there's a certain way you probably talk to people you've never met to get them to kind of understand what you're trying to say. Because everyone's trying to win. League is a decently stressful game when you're trying to win in a really close game. I understand it, but there's a way you have to convey what you're saying, what you're talking about, in order to get the best out of your team. That I that I can agree with actually. Um, this guy's this lady says, I'd love realism if the match it bore. I love realism. Just can she what? I'd love realism if the match is boring. Then I want to be known if someone does something absolutely stupid, call it out. I know some casters do it, but hyping up non hype plays is very noticeable. That's well, what a broadcast well, does. I mean, that's yeah, not yeah, anything bad. Like, what? Okay, so if, uh, okay, so if it's like, uh, oh my god, what the fuck? What is this person saying? It's like what? Oh, did... Don't fake as if something is a good play just to just to do it. But that's what they a, don't. But... They don't fake if something's a good play. They just try to make the game more exciting in areas by like, like I don't get what this person's saying. Are they good a decent job at like it for the casual viewers? Like they they do pick out when like something's a bad play. Just like. If a game overall is doing it's going something like that, then they just try to mm-hmm. most of it sometimes they don't, but most of it, it just depends on your situation. Like we had the Immortals versus GG game last year, like one of the first of the season where it was just like a long game, them like keep trying to like make plays and then reversing it, teleporting and stuff. And it was honestly kind of poor on both sides for the most part, but they tried hyping it up by saying like it's <clears throat> bunch of both teams like outmaneuvering each other or strategizing like and as both teams being unexperienced quote unquote even though both of them were kind of fucking experienced or idiots they weren't rookies they're like 23 fucking great rebuild golden guardians and immortals but anyway um but yeah they tried saying that and then it ended with like just golden guardians back door and then one of them was like oh that's this is a top five game of the season i don't care this god it's like oh you're not experienced i don't care be play experience oh this was great it's like yeah, but actually the level game, game there was actually kind of poor. But, you know, they tried hyping it up like, oh, that's fine. But, like, so they do that stuff, but they still point out, like, individual bad plays by, like, players majority of the time. And they still sometimes point out that a game just is, like, nothing's happening. It's just like, oh, uh, another five minutes uh, till Baron. Well, like, it just depends on the situation. Like, this comment's stupid. It's a caster's job to try to hype it up. Like, oh, you want them to just sit there and eat fucking cheesies as nothing's happening? I hate like, cheeses are disgusting. Up. What the fuck? No, but I get your point. It's like, even if it, if it's a bad team, you still have to praise them when they do something well. I mean, what, what do you want to do? Oh, they did something well. Oh, your team still fucking sucks. Yeah, you like, guys are going to win shit. CLG, like, you, you know, that, that disaster, you know, uh, Broxa and, you know, Broxa, Finn, Poe, Belter still did the odd, like, saw good moves. You know, they're praising mm-hmm. them. And, you know, kept talking about, like, their... Uh, their record book that and also mm-hmm. wild turtle and smoothie you know so they but you know they weren't shying away by like how bad they were they were just you know trying to make it more enjoyable or like trying to make it seem like yeah they had a chance against top just, teams yeah because even if they're if, if it's a not good team you still have to fucking hype them up mm-hmm. to a certain extent when they're playing because everybody because the thing though everyone says you why are you guys so harsh on the lower tier teams but the general audience knows they're not good. They know you know they're not going to win shit. Yeah, but like you the, have to, like the, yeah, like you know. do you want them? You know that SK like vitality game where their vitality just ends under the turret 
and they got <laughs> SK got like four kills and were come back. Oh, we'll talk about that. That, that yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you didn't want them to just not be like, okay, yes, this is what I want to see. They're coming back. Wanted to just be like, oh, uh, misplay by Vitality, whatever. They'll end the game soon anyway. <laughs> no, no chance. Like, what the fuck? This person says team goals based on comps. He says they don't want to fight here because their team comp prefers X unless they can find a choke point slash catch, etc. Also scaling differences. X champ is ahead here, but they don't really come online until plus three items. Just more oh, hey, Matthew, game knowledge, hey, really. Got yeah, my God, like this these people won't want to the broadcast to be just like boring as fuck. You do you yep. do stuff like this all the time. That's about to be boring mm-hmm. as fuck. And they and they do do it just in part bits. They're, like, they're not gonna do it twenty four seven. It'll be boring. Oh, Matthew Torres, what's up, man? How you doing, dude? Okay, so now let's go. Okay, so this is my 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 closing statement on this. I I this is all I prefer. I just wish if like the broadcast desk, the analyst desk, and the casting people that whoever's on a cast could just like. Tell the stories of the players, not like the full thing. That's not what I'm asking. What I'm saying is like, just bring up these players more in the conversation. You know, I get it's easy to talk about like the legendary players in the leagues. I get it. But if you want to build up these players to have names that fans can recognize, you mm-hmm. got to talk about these guys. Yeah, like I just gave you it. four great stories. Well, even five because I say, you know, Johnson's Luger, reunited with Aphromil. Nobody picks people out of fucking Proving Grounds. Luger and Poom were chosen out of fucking Proving Grounds. Luger is actually pretty well, Luger was chosen out of fucking Turkey. Oh, goodness. You know, or um, just things like that. That's just all mm-hmm. I prefer. I, to be fair, when I have the L- LCS broadcast going, when I get home from work, I just put it on my second monitor over here. I just have it going. I just listen. I'll still look, obviously, and pay attention. But I think, to be fair, I really think they do a really good job as it is. I wouldn't really, because that's the thing. I really wouldn't be going around asking these basic dumbass motherfuckers who don't really actually know what the fuck they're talking about what they would want more because they don't know what more of they what they want. They don't. Like, a lot of people say they want more of this shit, and then even if they got it, they still would find a way to bitch and moan about it. There would be another thing they just bitch and moan about. Honestly, that's why I said, you know, like it, it's okay to ask sometimes what the general audience wants or your casual viewers, but a lot of times you got to take all that shit with a grain of salt personally. There's just not a real reason to really under, like, I'm not saying their opinions are invalid, but it's like your opinion kind of is invalid in terms of making a better quality product. Remember, it has to be an entertainment product. It can't just be a super analytical thing because not a lot of people want to hear super analytical, analytical shit. I like hearing super analytical shit. I, I do, honestly. I'm not everybody, and you're not everybody. Put the factor in. You as a person want so many different things. It's not going to be something that everybody else is going to want, actually. But those are my final points on that. Sean, you have anything else you want to say about this? Actually, what they could possibly improve, honestly. Oh, yeah. Stop having EU bias. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Stop fucking sucking off EU all the time. Oh, my. Yep. um... Just specific teams or specific players? Oh, uh, no, specific casters doing it just uh, okay. to everyone. But, I mean, uh, mostly, and also in the LEC, stop sucking off G2. I, I swear to God, it's like fucking not nine other teams. It's like if their player, like, uh, I made a tweet about it. If their players, like, get out of a bunch of shit, barely, li- barely live, and then they get hit by, like, an air a- arrow from across the map or a Jinx mm-hmm. rocket, they'll be, like, <clears throat> they'll be, like, ah, uh, oh, so close or something like that. And, or, or no, they'll be like, whoa, nice shot. 
But then it's like <laughs> if it's a G two player that barely lives and then gets hit by it, it'll be like, no. <laughs> it's like just shut the fuck up. Shut up. Or right, stop. Oh, we know you're biased for G two. We know you're fucking biased for EU at Worlds in any international venture. Shut the fuck up. Try to at least pretend like you aren't or like <laughs> like the Korean casters aren't. All right, like stop. Oh my god. Okay, for me personally, um. I get you're going to have some inherent bias for whatever region you are in, whatever region you root for, right? In terms of, like, because this, mo- this mostly only happens at international events. But to be, to be fair, like, if if they generally are the better team, then it would make sense, right? Yeah, but no, I no, that- no, 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 no. Well, uh, number one, EU is- – oh, hey, Tony. But, no, number one, EU isn't a uh, majority of the time. And secondly, no, no, NA casters are not biased. Korean casters are not biased. Uh, Chinese casters are a bit – uh, it's mostly just EU. I wouldn't say it's, they're blind. I wouldn't say they're what? What? what what's the word you, you just used? I wouldn't say they're that. I would say they're um they're blind to when they're doing bad because that one of the LPL casters and blind to when they're doing good. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, I would say the LPL casters are blind to when they're doing bad. Like, like last year. Take for example. Remember the LPL in week two of Worlds twenty twenty were playing really really bad, like egregious mm-hmm. bad. The, the the LPL casters on Twitter were like, no, they they didn't play too bad. They got top. They all they all they all got like they all made it out of their groups. That doesn't mean shit. Do we see the actual gameplay these guys are yeah, putting I guess on? Not. Yeah, really yeah, bad. Like a, I guess, yeah, like apparently I, I guess, Kobe's home of life team wasn't playing bad. No, <laughs> they're like, well, you know, RNG because one one of the guys he was like, yeah, RNG made it out of the group at you know first place. EDG made it out second place, and uh, LNG got knocked out, but that was to be expected. That's not what, what they were saying a few days ago before they got knocked out. That's you, that tune that tune changed. I like, no, I thought RNG should have made finals because they actually as as badly as they were playing the teams for some reason that year were just deg- regressed so badly that they were actually the second best team and they literally just lost the series against EDG from draft diff. But they were playing bad in their groups. Like shut up and also. LNG, honestly, outside of Icon, they were actually playing great, and they didn't give them the credit. They, they actually, actually should have made it out instead. Like I, I genuinely thought LNG could have made if because that that been crazy to imagine that fucking four LPL teams and all the LCK teams in the top eight. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit! Well, that's how that's how it should have been. But well, besides the one, you know, it, it's one of these things where like you, I just don't like when 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 casters are just blind to their region doing bad, like. The LPL were clearly playing. Yeah, they bad. were blind to Mad Lions doing bad. Like, no, they were the worst team in the group. They got out out of pure luck and because of Icon, and because they got Icon just fucking shut All right. Shit. EU was worse than NA at World. Shut the fuck up. Oh All no, right. not even or even um, Mad Lions versus Rogue for the LEC 2021 Spring Split Finals. Remember, Rogue literally threw so hard they got on their fucking knees and just let Mad Lions dick just gape them or throat fuck yeah. them. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Mad Lions, Rogue should have at least won one title last year. One. Mm-hmm. They threw so hard. They had a 10,000 gold lead. They had Baron. They were on the inhibitor turrets at that point. Ha- you know how hard you have to throw to actually lose that kind of game? You probably have to make, make like five individual mistakes a minute. A minute for Mad Lions to come back, right? But you didn't see people mm-hmm. going like, yeah, Mad Lions really – because that's the one rare time – the Ucasters were like, you know, yeah, Mad Lions really shouldn't have won that. Rogue should have won that. Do that. At least it's a matter of Mad Lions won. The point is, is like, at least you're admitting 
they really sh- it's like you're not blind to the fact that they really should have lost the series. That's all I'm saying, you know. Just it, just, just just admit they really shouldn't have won the series and that broke through. That's fine. That that tells me you're not blind. You're just acting stupid, you know. Or uh, we have this because we have the LEC 2022 Spring Split Week uh six. Oh, sorry, Week Five will actually be on. So yeah, um, this week for the LEC, yeah, guys, Astralis actually almost won some games, not because they're zero nine. Hey guys, Rogue is nine and zero, Astralis is zero nine. Oh, they choked per- that one game, definitely. Perfectly balanced as all things should be. So yeah, yeah. oh, actually, I want to go over something about about Astralis in just a moment, but yeah, Astralis this week almost won two games. They have their twit longer that I'm gonna cover in just a moment here. Uh, I don't know anymore. Team BDS, SK Gaming, and Astralis are dog shit. If, if this week doesn't show you that they're dog shit, I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know what else to tell I you. Know, to I don't think they're, they're good. Terrible. I'm just saying they're like a low C tier compared to others. All bad teams, man. Uh, if it he, wasn't for uh, X Maddie, then they would be better. But mm. Excel and Rogue finally defeated G2 a Fnatic in a regular season BO1. Yay! Excel yeah. got their W. They played a bit better. I hope they out they don't make playoffs. Like 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 I've said, said before here, guys. Excel and Misfits are are competing for that sixth playoff spot. Oh, what do you, what do you mean? Mad Lions might miss. Shit. You think that Mad Lions might miss? Okay. They could. I'm not saying they will. So you have uh Mad Lions, they they're, they're so all their gameplay is so sloppy. Like Kaiser. Has not looked that good. Oloye's not looked as good as last year. Armut is like kind of like their Armut and Unforgiven are like their only really good players. Reeker is just is just awful. Reeker just sucks. I'm sorry, he's just bad. Uh, no, just I think he'll get terrible. better over time. It, I hope. I hope because right now he looks like he's like one of the worst. Is he worse than Dejour? They're on, they're on the no. same level to me. No, he's not. Then you have uh, Misfits, uh, Schlatten. And he's, ba- and he's better than Shirtis. Come on. Uh, uh, and he's better than Nuke Duck. You know, you, you're picking out all the good players right there to be better than, dude. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, what? Yeah. He, he's not better than uh, Nuclear Int, though. I'll say that. I say, And then I would put Nuclear Int there. I actually don't mind Nuclear Int. Misfits, um, Schlatton actually played pretty decent this week, actually. Uh, Vitio's looked a bit better. Vitio just keeps kind of ramping up each week. Which no, Vitio looks him. fire. Neo, Neon and Mursa are like the worst, are one of the worst bot lanes. No, actually, bot Neon lane, has actually been showing up, I'd say. No, I think he's uh, very underwhelming. Mursa is just bad. Well, he's really been doing his job, and I think he's, he's been, been doing it great. He's been playing Leona as like a suicide bomb, just running in and just blowing up. That's what he's doing. Uh, Shalakton, yeah, I think, has been doing fine. Hirit is kind of coming in, in, into form recently. Yeah, like, I think all four of those are doing fine. I think they should just uh, replace, like, Mursa with uh, Advian. <laughs> that, that, they would, Misfits would actually do that. Because, guys, I'm being honest here. If you like Misfits, that's cool. But Mursa's bad. I'm sorry. He sucks. Like, these players in this spring it. split are, like, I get it. Some, it's, 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 it's like some of these players, uh, first time. I understand. But I got to call out bad stuff when I see it. Mm-hmm. And the bot line of Misfits... Neon and Mercer are just so underwhelming. They're not a, you can't do anything with their bot lane. It's just bad. It's just so unlaughably bad. Like uh team vitality. Honestly, 
I think Perks has had a pretty good start to the split so far. I think Perks has did pretty well for these first four weeks of gameplay. Yeah, play. people are going to, like, uh, <clears throat> still, like, think about his, like, first two or three games of the split when they were all playing. When they lost those three and they were all playing bad because he died a lot, got ganked a lot. But outside of that, he's honestly been better than Alfari and self-made, in my opinion, and Karzi yeah. and LeBron. Mm-hmm. I think he's actually been the best. He's at, like, no one's talked about this. I think Perks has played pretty well these past four weeks. I think yeah. he's looked fine, honestly. And also, another thing you have to pay attention is, listen, he, yeah, he died a lot on, uh, well, not a lot, but a good amount on, like, uh, Cloud9 and Vitality yeah. right now compared to um, the other um, the other eight players at that time. But but the thought, man, we're fucking thinking about is how much he gets fucking ganked in his lane. Gets ganked a shit ton. Matthew says Mad Lions is suffering from hum- Mad Lions is suffering from humanoids departure. Whew. Yeah, yeah, you can see that. Like humanoid was a big, big proponent of how they actually played the game. And man, I don't know if Reeker's gonna be it, man. I'm not I'm not seeing it right now. He was basically a sort of Niski for a lawyer, so he can go a, a bit more aggro. I just want to see if Roe can finally not choke in playoff after being monsters in regular season. Yeah, I think Roe, they will finally. I we'll talk about that in just a moment. I I, I was gonna bring up that exact same thing. What's up, Chess? How you doing, man? Yeah, Team Vitality is paying for their three losses. Yeah, that week one blunder of three losses in a row was it's it's hurting them right now. Not because they're playing truly bad. It's yeah, like, like it, you know, it's like they're five one if you take those out. And then. So yeah, Team Vitality. Honestly, they have not looked that bad. Honestly, they defeated um was who they played this week. Actually, I, I think they t- they they took out um fuck me in my ass. Hold on, give me a sec. They actually defeated uh oh, what I'm doing. It's right here. The fuck am I saying? Yeah. Uh, oh, we we need to right. go over that uh, amazing fly quest versus CLG game. That was actually really entertaining. Honestly, that was really entertaining. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, but a fucking clown. Yeah, by, by Vitality. Uh, they they beat um. Misfits and they defeated um Astralis. But these were some sloppy games from them. I'll say that. That was <laughs> those weren't really convincing games, to be fair, honestly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh overall, I, I do think that they're better than what they're showing. This is a I'll say this right now. When it comes to playoff time, that's that's not a team you probably want to face in playoffs. That seems like a scary team to face in playoffs. I'm just saying, just how I personally see them right now. I think Karzia and Lebrov, another kind of underwhelming bot lane I'm getting here. You know, there's some really underwhelming bot lanes in Europe right now that they just really don't do anything. They're just kind of they're not even role players. They're just there to lose. Essentially. I don't know what their goal is for some of these bot lanes that some of these teams have. Like Karzi and Lebrov, they're not that good. Uh, their, their synergy is off. The way they lane is off. The way they fight together is off. Like uh, Patrick and Mickey X, I have to let that bot lane kind of grow for a, a little bit more because they literally just got Mickey X. Team PS's bot lane is, is just shit. Like, there's nothing there. SK Gaming's bot lane was mm-hmm. Jesus and Treats should be way better than most of these guys right now because they already had that inbuilt synergy from last spring split. They should be way better than what we're showing. Treats, when I just, when I show you what I'm, what I'm gonna, gonna show you right now, oh my god, yikes. And Astralis, well. I mean that kind of writes itself, right? Honestly, right there. Um, uh, Sean was that was actually right. Targamus is really good. I hadn't seen him in a long time. I, I thought hey, he's probably gonna come back and be okay. He's good. Targamus is great. I like him. He's he's good. Say good player right there. Uh, I would actually say uh, he's the thing, been the, the best. The G two bot lane. 
The G2 bot lane is not the issue with the team. It's, that's crazy to think about. That's honestly insane. No, I knew I knew he would be top two. I didn't think he would be number one, but he actually has been because I had Car uh, Kaiser number one, but he's been not doing great right now, so I would have him at number like number four for the moment, but he can go back to top two later on, and then I would have Trimby number three, mm -hmm. uh, Hillisane number two, then I would probably have... Uh, God, I would have treats five or six, and then the other six, five or six would be uh hmm. Maybe I mean uh, the obvious answer would be Vitality Lebrov, but uh mm. I don't know like, about that. The thing here, dude, with G2, because guys, I I would love if G2 win the spring split. You know how happy I'd be. I'd I'd be doing backflips butt naked, but I think they have the highest ceiling out of all the teams. They, they... From their gameplay, you can see that they have a really good... Like, from gameplay alone, by how they move around the map and how they actually play the game, it looks like they could potentially win or even make, make finals, right? But if Caps keeps having games like he's been having, he's just like, ugh. You know, he's just not looking as good. Yankos and Broken Blade have been a great top side. I, like, here, mm -hmm. I'll say this. I, I don't think they'll live and die by Caps because you can't... Cap just dies. You don't really live in top. Yeah, like well, dies right well, that's now. the thing that that whole like them being number one and winning the split or summer split is all dependent on Caps if he returns to form at least a good amount. Yeah, because he's he always just... been grossly overrated. But as long as he like plays up to at least the level of like uh, mm -hmm. of um, sorry, what's his name again? Uh, sorry, yeah, I lost my LEC. No, sorry, the name of, like, uh, yeah, sorry, um, Humanoid, I would say, because I would have uh, Larson number one, so okay. Humanoid second, as long as he plays, like, at till least that level, about... or just a tad bit behind Humanoid, mm -hmm. then I would say, yeah, they have the ceiling to be number one. So, for me, with uh, Fnatic, so, guys, Fnatic has looked kind of bad, honestly. Like, so this is the thing, with their amount of players, you're gonna win most games because their players are just better than most of the players. That's right. If you league. roll swap Niski, their jungle or top, they would have a better team. Right? Roll swap in the jungle. Oh, Come Lord. on, it's one. Of yeah, these I would where, take that over Razor. Like it's one of these things where like people said, "Oh my God, you're being too hard on Razor." He played like shit. I'm sorry. He played. He was really good last year. I loved Razor last year. He looks awesome. It could, this, this, this is a thing with, with, with Fnatic. Fnatic draft and play the same every single fucking year. Scale, um, early game impactful scaling jungler. Early game impactful mid laner. Scaling bot lane. Tank top laner. It's like they already know what... It's already, it's all, they already kind of know how they're going to draft and what they're going to pick right before they even fucking even get on the stage they it's i don't know how to really explain it to the point where like a lot of people could understand what i'm saying but that's the best way i can actually explain it like the this this team will win a lot of games simply because they just have better players in most positions than other people not jungle their razzwick is playing pretty darn fucking bad right now i'm he guy been running it down hard now i think humanoid has not had the best split right now and them being in second place right now tied with G2 is kind of an understatement to how they're actually playing the game. I think Ups and Hillisang could still be the best bot lane. Right now, that is probably reserved for a, a comp 
and Trimby. I think they're the best bot lane right now playing, you know, but this is a thing that I don't really know what kind of style Fnatic wants to play the game around. I really, are they going to play through, is Humanoid going to have the same impact on Fnatic as he had on Mad Lions? I don't know that. Because right now in their gameplay, they're not showing that. Wonder looked good in week one, but he's kind of not showed anything based around that. You know, you were thinking like after week one, after that Gragas outplay, yeah, yeah, Wonder's coming back, man. Storylines, no, he's a wild player and he definitely trumped that over. Nope, he's he's not looked good either. But, you know, that's the thing. I, I don't mean, I think he's been solid for his job. He's just being a weak side top. Like, he isn't going to carry you to game. He's been just doing fine there as a weak side guy. Stint Hoy. What's up? Stint V Hoy? Oh, I don't know if you're new here, but I'm glad to finally have you uh, come to the streams. Thank you, man. Stint V Hoy says, I would never say that Cass was always overrated. That's just not true. He was number one mid in EU for three years straight. Destroyed Nemesis, for example. Famous Syndra versus Corky. Yeah, I, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Cass was ever overrated. I wouldn't I agree with that. And like, I don't was, mean regionally. All right. Uh, regionally. He was the player in EU for a long time. Re- no, regionally, he was always at least tied for number one. Yes. I mean, I'm talking about internationally mostly. Hey, he had that one series against Gen G where he completely styled on him. It, it, yeah, but I, no, I, he, I, yeah. he really was mixed all the time internationally outside of the odd plays. But people always overrated him, saying he's like being the best fucking mid lane, and he was probably like the worst. Like in 2018, he was honestly probably like the worst or like seventh out of eighth in like the top eight bracket outside right, of so the now, odd play. So now we have Rogue, Rogue or nine and zero. Like this, and this is the thing with Rogue, as what Matthew brought up earlier. In the, and also, I thought actually... I always thought Perks was better. Like Caps has better mechanics, but Perks was a better player. So Matthew brought up earlier about uh, Rogue choking it right right now, and and a lot of people have been bringing that that up too. Is like, oh well, Rogue are doing it right now, but like if they don't win a fucking trophy, then it all doesn't matter. Yes, to some extent that is also true, but people got to understand this: regular season is not playoffs, and obviously vice versa. But this is the thing: is there's such a limited window of time that you can win a trophy in any sport ever, you know. Like, if they don't win a trophy, potentially this split, I, I think that, like, what happens? Because, you know, um last year, they should have at least won a trophy, or maybe both, honestly. Maybe the day they could have won both last year. There's that one time they actually could have went to Worlds, but, you know, Larson uh, on Corky threw himself in, and then he killed himself, and he threw that series away. They've managed to rebound their roster several different times, and it's come out as one of the top teams in a regular season for the LEC. Honestly, it's one of the more interesting things when you want to think about it because they've had all these, like, roster shifts. They've had all these playstyle shifts, and they just have been a strong uh, team in BO1s in regular seasons. You know, but if you can't translate that, you know, to actual titles ever, like, I, I don't know. There has Then there's something obviously wrong with the team if you can't, like, translate any of their success in regular seasons to trophies. I'm sorry. They're playing like the best team right now in the LEC. They pretty much right now by how all the players are playing have the best players, right? So they should, by all accounts, win the LEC 2022 spring split. And if they win the spring split, I'm not surprised they played like the best team in the regular season. And right now there's even the conversation of like, can they even go 18 and zero right now in the split based of how Europe is playing? 
they could go 18 and zero. It's possible. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying it's definitely possible given how they're playing right now. They finished the first round Robin at nine and zero. I really don't think by how any other team is playing right now, they can actually stop them. Coming up this week, they face Astralis and Misfits. They're going to start 11. Let's be honest. They're going to start 11 and zero. Come on. Like they're facing Misfits who are not that good. They play like shit. Astralis is literally garbage. Let's be honest. Astralis is literally trash. Like Rogue has a free week right there. Congrats, Rogue. You're going 11 and zero. So that's my, my thing right there is they're playing like the best team. They had the best read on the meta. Malrong has, is the best jungler right now. A lot of people say, oh my goodness. Uh, oh my God. What? He, his, his gang suck and he can't talk to his teammates properly. Okay. That's a matter of anything. Oh, that reminds me. I need to go watch those like comms. Cloud9 just released. I want to see how their conversations were. <laughs> and that's the thing here is Malrong has been the best jungler. Odawamne has one of the best uh, weak side top laners right now in the LEC. Larson's actually played really well. Comp to me is the best ADC right now. He's played really, really amazing. Trimby is also looking really good. One of the best supports right now in the LEC. Rogue definitely are the best team right now. There's no question about it. Can teams like Mad Lions, G2, and Fnatic catch up to them? I don't know right now because it seems like Rogue know how they want to play the game by the players they have because the players on their team are willing to try out and do different things and sacrifice. You know, if the other teams like Mad Lions, G2, and Fnatic can kind of figure out what is the absolute way we want to try to play the game and what we want to pick in certain compositions or how we want to move around the map or who we want to direct all the resources to or which limb we're going to play through, I think that's all fine. But will that really happen in the next, like, one, two, three? Yeah, we have essentially three weeks left until – um you know, the regular season is over for the LEC. So that's just me personally right now. Rogue is the best team. I'm pretty sure you guys all agree with that. I mean, looking at their gameplay, they are the best team. And Malrong is the best jungler right now. If anybody says otherwise, uh, you're probably you're probably on crack. All right, so uh, some of the games I, I want to go over for you guys was... You know, can you go back to the stand-ins, actually? I uh, just wanted to check something. Fuck you. You know, oh, I yeah. just want I just wanted to remind myself all the junglers to just double check. Uh, um actually I would say he's Okay, I would say he's barely number one right now, but I would say Yankos is just barely behind him and can easily overtake him soon because I just think the Yankos is still the overall better jungler. Kafta, how you doing, man? How are you doing, dude? I haven't seen you in a while, man. C9 is winning worlds. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. So I was about to ask if he wanted to join, but then he just says, okay, bye. You just came just to say that. <laughs> just I mean, like my dad, facts. dude. Came, came into my life a few times and just mm-hmm. left. Matthew says, Malrang's communication issues make it even more impressive. He's basically walking blindfolded if you think about it. Yeah, it's not even that. The way that his play style completely fits how the team has been working and to be fair people have said well if they shift the meta around and this volatile playstyle doesn't work can he be as good well who knows i you can't talk about that right now because that's not happening i have to see that happen to see a playoff personally will he have the by how he's playing right now if they ever change the jungle meta to the point where you're playing different champions like i don't know sejuani fucking um gragas jungle champions like that elise maybe we'll have to see uh, I think he'll be able to do it, honestly. 
All right, so we have some games I want to show you guys here. SK Gaming uh, versus Astralis. I think this was one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. This was the game they actually um, ran it down the bot lane. Looking at this disgusting level of trash, holy shit. How did Astralis lose this game? Is beyond me. So SK Gaming are thinking to themselves, you know what? I would really, really like to, you know, get off work early today. I want to just go home and just fucking um have my uh wife just blow me really hard. Look how bad they play. No, this no, you mean uh, have ah! you mean have my wife get out the strap on is what they're saying. Basically, SK Gaming are like, you know what? I'm gonna get off work early today. My wife is gonna pull out her big fat black dildo and shove it right up my bright pink asshole. Mm. Yeah, like they literally just walked up, like, hey, well, hey, you want a free advantage? Sure, hey, here you go. A, this is the thing, dude. It's like I'm, I'm sitting there thinking to my, yeah, this is the match of the week right yeah, this, here. This, this, yeah, this, this is the match of the week right here. <laughs> this reminds me of NA. Hey, you can have free soul. You can have free Baron. <laughs> he he, smiley face. I love NA. <laughs> like, and dude, when I'm watching this game, I'm thinking to myself, they, Astralis actually lost this game when SK Gaming's bot lane literally walked into them and gave them that huge of an advantage. That is disgusting. How do you lose? This I'm was sorry, I know people think that Daytro has actually been playing really good and under the circumstances, uh, yeah, you're only paying attention to, uh, his uh like one-on-one -on -one fights with people you're not paying attention to literally anything else one-on-one -on -one fight it, he looks fine yeah yeah and that was why they got him because they thought you know you know like his one-on-one -on -one and lane and stuff was really good at good mechanics there it's like yeah but literally everything else that a mid later needs to do and under the circumstances that astralis puts him in with everybody else being like and more dude, support players he's been terrible or you're not paying attention to everything else that a mid needs to do majority and of the dude, time. It's things like this that tell me they're not like incompetent at making plays. Things like this tell me they know what like they know how to play. Mm -hmm. Like you can't tell me a, a bad team wouldn't do stuff like this. They would do anything. They just kind of sit there and lose. If you're doing stuff like this, that kind of tells me, okay. They have some small, small semblance of how they want to play the game. No, they small. have not been playing terrible. All right. It, like, it's, it's just not been coming together for them. But this week, it was like, okay, could they actually win two games? No, no, because here, I'll show you how this last team fight played out, and it's made me want, want to fucking gouge my damn eyes out. Okay, so mm -hmm. I think it was this part right here. Yeah, so right here, uh, Zandra just kept getting kicked in by uh, Gilius. Gilius just kept outplaying uh, Zandra the more the game actually went on. And then, uh, like, yeah. Gilius just kept on outplaying Zanzara in every single team fight. Past about 15 minutes, quote-unquote. Genax, like, not Genax, um, White Knight had a pretty good couple of games where he was standing out pretty hard, actually. I don't get SK it with White Knight. Like, one game, he's, like, the best weak side person in the world, and then another guy game, he's the worst weak side person in the world, where he literally <laughs> just gives up his whole fucking turret in under, like, eight minutes. Yeah, this guy dude, is weird. Gilius on Lee Sin in, in, in this game was saving SK Gaming with his kick flashes. Like, oh my god. Oh, so I'm sorry. I think Gen X has been bad this split. I'm sorry. Oh, don't let Warren hear you that. Warren's gonna be like, oh my goodness. Yeah, and I predicted good. it. I predicted it. I'm sorry. Yeah, Gen X has not been good. I'm sorry. I, I, I love treats, and I think Gilius shouldn't have been replaced on SO4, whatever team he was, and 
I think he's still solid. Mm-hmm. It's just more of a team thing. And I think Gen X is still LEC material, but sorry, Gilles isn't very good. Gen X isn't very good. And I, uh, yeah, Jezu, I hate. And Sirtis, I hate. Oh, my Lord. Sean just hates people. This yeah. is horrible. I'm sorry. Like, uh, Warren kept saying, well, you don't believe in SK. They have treats. It's like, okay, look at the rest of their team now and look at the rest of the league. Yeah, you know, no. Just... Uh, treats wasn't the reason why I didn't think they'd be good because I think he – and it's crazy that he's not been playing good either. He's played bad himself. Yeah, I'm sorry. Honestly. It's like when they said, what, you don't think XO can make playoffs or something? It's like maybe <laughs> now they can, but I just said, again, it would be barely 60 because, again, look at the rest of the league. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. Nuke Duck isn't very good. Mm-hmm. Finn was like the carry on C- that dog shit CLG team and so- rock solid. Mm-hmm. But, again, look at the rest of the tops in the league. Marcoon's so- very good. Patrick's mm-hmm. very good, but still. And then you have this game, Rogue versus XL. Uh, Nuke Duck playing the Sona mid. I don't think Nuke. I don't think this team needs to be trying compositions like that. I'm just saying it right now. Uh, They're not what, Nuke Duck on like Sona. That. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah no, just keep this guy in like Corgi for the rest of the season. All right. It's one of these things where like a team like XL is not going to pull off a composition like that. It's just not. Like I get it's a meta strategy. You have to play the best stuff. I get it, but they're not going to be a team that. Can no, play this, Sona this mid. is actually just something CLG would try to do with their fucking has-been roster last year. <laughs> oh my god. And you guys know, Rogue beats the shit out of them, essentially. And then after that, you have G2 versus BDS. This was one of the worst top lane games I have ever seen. Holy motherfucker. Oh, uh, this was like, fire. This, yeah, this is quality top lane uh, play that Team BDS was buying from Fnatic. Yeah. Holy hey, shit. Karma, so, yeah. You get carried to Worlds by upset, then he sadly has to leave because of an emergency. Then you literally make up blatant lies because you're acting like a trigger baby kid. Okay, and it so right make here. it so there's death threats to his fucking wife. And now the next split you can't even fucking hold your own. This is easily the worst fucking top point game I've ever seen in LEC in a while. Holy this fuck. Here, this isn't so- like a villain a silly on. Remember him on Winter Fox of Cilion? This is that bad. Holy fuck. So this so I'll explain to you guys why this is bad, actually. So Jace obviously counters Aurelia early on because he has range, he can poke, he can all in uh, to her, he can obviously knock her out of her abilities. A decently really hard counter right now, obviously. So looking at this, Adam really shouldn't even be right there, actually. That's not even a place you want to be. So uh, they obviously figure out where he is, and then he nice dies right here. thumbs up, baby. Nice thumbs up. Good job, yeah. Adam. He dies right here. And this one is like, okay. Like, I don't know why he flashed. You weren't getting out of there no matter what, but sure. I don't know why he flashed. Makes one of the worst hey, top players I've ever seen. that shot down. Hell yeah. And then after that, he TPs back. TPs back. Okay. And then... He he knows Jace is there. He knows, and he he's knows there. he's at full health basically, and that he counters him. Goes and tries to walk up to him. Takes two autos. Takes three. Yeah, he should have left right here. Why didn't he leave here? What the fuck is he doing? Why'd you walk? Ah! <laughs> so bad. Look how bad this is. It's horrible. This was one of the worst top lane plays. But I've he didn't ever even seen. have to flash. This was one of the worst top lane. Yeah, I, I really I wish we had seen. the face cams here. Why? I want to see the face cams of his teammates. Of his, his teammates just going like, "Man, th- th- this guy is he on drugs? 
Is that guy on actual hardcore? You, yeah, man, you now luckily, Flock, uh, it was like, hey, I'll uh, just, you know. No, that was kind you of a tell... play. Did Target Moss already eat him up? Did he not have that ability? I don't remember. I, oh, it was down, because he did it before, before they came. Okay, because I was about to say. Because, like, could you imagine the face cams of the people going like, man, is my top laner, like, on crack? Mm-hmm. It's, what is going on with this dude? Yeah, and then also you can't see it in not the highlights, look, look, but he was literally... Look at the state of the game. And before, before that, look at the state of the game. He has zero CS. Yes, and it, it goes on for longer. You can't see it in this highlight video, sadly, but it was like at a point where it's literally like 30 CS to zero. It was just like outside there, couldn't do anything. Look, look, look at this. The, at three minutes into the game, he died mo- more times than the than the, where mi- before minions even spawned. Factor yeah, that in. He died yeah, so I just want to remember it. To people who didn't twice. watch LCS at the time, I'm going to give you a little story about Asylion. So this guy's brother was like uh, Helix or Heli- whatever his name was, Heliosa. Mm-hmm. I believe they were brothers at least, uh, or like friends or teammates or something. Uh, yeah, you know, like got him, got them to like put him on uh, Winter Fox with like Poe Belker, I think it was, and other players. Yeah, they called him like some uh, Korean prodigy. No one knew what to make of it, you know, had moderate expectations um yeah this was literally like uh like you know that uh fake uh that bishop sycamore football team yeah that that, that was literally the le- legends equivalent of that that guy was literally like a silver player he got <laughs> on the team because of his brother and then his brother just like was in lane the whole time helping him out it was fucking just giant clown fiesta every game like holy fuck like you need to just see it to believe it yeah um but every single game that guy had a Cilion in that split oh that year um i've never seen a game uh as bad as adam here from him what, so was, i just want you that? to put that into uh perspective I, it wasn't even that. It was just the fact that he died two times before minions even spawned and uh, to a Jace. A champion where if you lose to him twice, the laning phase is over. He cannot impact the game at all. I can understand dying once. You make a mistake. That's fine. Everybody makes mistakes. No one's going to get mad at you for making a mistake. Why would Limit walk there knowing there's a poppy there is beyond me? Whatever. Fuck it. it. They're they're like, hey, can I go home early? Let's just go home early right now because my top laner is on crack. My mid laner is trying. My support is probably doing meth and doesn't understand what the fuck to do on the map anymore. Adam just getting completely bodied 0-3 by 15 minutes into the game. Like, Adam was egregiously overhyped by a lot of the Fnatic fans, actually, and he played pretty awful. He's not showcased even why he should have been picked up. And last year, I even said to people, like, you know, when you have a new player around a bunch of veterans, the veterans sometimes can... Uh, be what makes the new guy look good by how they're playing the game, by how they're sometimes sacrificing to let the rookie shine kind of thing. And that's just how I saw Fnatic last year. Adam, I wouldn't say he was getting carried. I think people are, are mischaracterizing that point about him last year. Well, no, I he was a weak that, side guy. I, I think that people overrated the value he was actually bringing to the team. I think he brought in serviceable, good value for what that team needed in that specific moment and that at that specific yeah, he time. Was solid. That's but it. I don't think he was anything special. He, he was by yeah, he was never anything special. He was just the best available because LEC's like top lane pool isn't that good. 
It was well, it, it, it was that like and like he people were acting like he was like the like the best top and I'm like, no, he's not the best top and a broken like, blade played better than him. Yeah, last like year. honestly, LPL has like the best top laners, I would say, outside of that, though. Like top laners in all regions have been kind of lacking for recently. Have you ever noticed that? I think every region has lacked top lane pool for a while. The top laners just have not been solid outside of like mm-hmm. yeah, just LPL honestly. I want to know oh. totally honestly, like yeah, PCS, yeah, I would say has solid top laners. I would say LPL has solid top laners. Yeah, Matthew, he was just at the right place. You just right place at the right time, and you had teammates that were willing to sacrifice to let him have his counter pick. Darius, you had players that it, it's just like um, I don't know if you guys have watched the LLCK in the past, but it was back when a, a player named Yukal joined KT Rolster Super Team after Pawn had health issues, right? You know how after UCAL left that team, he really wasn't at that good because being around players like that make you look better inherently does. He was around mm-hmm. players that made him look inherently better, so that's the reason why he did good. Yeah, like and I don't understand why a freak of fans were fucking flipping out when UCAL left. I mean, I didn't like the fly pickup, but God, UCAL fly wasn't was, good. Yeah. Fly wasn't making any. Uh, re- I mean, I, I feel bad for him now. He, he never got a chance to improve because he was literally flying like every split to a different team all over <laughs> regions. He, like, never got a fucking chance to just like stay. And then Freka finally gave him that chance with two straight years in a row. But it was when he was like in the twilight years of his career. So there wasn't going to be any growth there. He was like 25. All right. So you had this game from uh, the first day. Of the LEC 2021 spring split, week four, day one, Mad Lions taking on Fnatic. Um, Mad Lions opting into picking Renekton mid. Uh, Fnatic did a pretty decent job early on in the game of like shutting down the Renekton early on. Now, I get why you give Reeker Renekton mid, he's not good, so you give him an early game champion so he can have some impact on. I get it, I, I understand it, right? And he he got that solo kill right there, and he just it's hard to say they did put a lot of pressure into his lane a lot. So I can understand why he didn't look as polished uh, in a lot of what he was doing because we've got to factor in. Hillisang roamed to his lane. Uh, Razor roamed to his lane. Razor killed him. A human got an early kill onto Reeker. But, like, you have to give Reeker mad lo- uh You have to give Reeker Renekton because he's not going to really do well in anything else. He's just going to lose you the game, essentially. Yeah, he's and you basically also had, just been playing Victor. You had Kaiser and Unforgiven. Dying right there. I think Unforgiven's played well. I don't like him, but I think Unforgiven's actually been a good player to me personally. Um, well, this way, like, look, he knows. I can say this is nothing you can really do about this. You know, he's just getting all in on basically. Um, he's just consistently getting killed on Renekton here. I mean, the point of picking Renekton in mid mid lane is to have an early game strong champion that can dominate the laning phase, and you can move move Renekton down to bot lane potentially uh, get dragons, tower dive, easy stuff, right? But the reason why you give Reeker Renekton is because he's not been that good, and he consistently kept getting killed every single team fight. He was not impactful almost at all, actually. You know? I don't know what you do with a player like this. If he can't even really be impactful on Renekton mid, then what really good are you getting, honestly? I just don't understand it. I just don't get it. I do like the Zeri pick out of Unforgiven. I do like that, but Later on, toward the end of this game, uh, Humanoid ended up getting the Quadra kill on Victor. It was at this moment. So they're taking Dragon. They're not really actually accounting for Humanoid. Wonder goes in, 
uh, knocks Armut back. He has to flash. He doesn't have that. Reeker gets automatically chunked out. He's just sitting there going like, all right, I'm about to go home and get fucking food already because I'm just over here feeding my ass off. And he, uh, Humanoid uh, starts to clean up, kills Reeker with the one Q-shot that Victor can do. Humanoid ends up cleaning up uh, all people except for Unforgiven, actually. Manages to get a quadra kill. Yeah, Humanoid having a decent amount of struggle to the split. Coming out with a uh, quadra kill in this game, actually. Yep, Mad Lions, they're... They're really struggling right now. That being understatement, actually. So yeah, Mad Lions struggling pretty hard right there against uh, Fnatic. Fnatic also not looking as good either. So don't take it as like I'm just shitting on Mad Lions. No, Fnatic also don't look that good either. Just saying. All right, let me go to the next set of games for day two. And then we're going to move on to our predictions. And we're going to go to the um, LCS, actually. So give me a moment right here to start bringing this up. Boom, 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 boom. Bring up my games right here. Uh, okay, we'll do the Astralis game, Fnatic versus XL, and G2 versus Rogue. Okay, so we have uh, these games right here that are going to come up. Yeah, I expected that too. I expected Fnatic to be the best team this split by their offseason. Like, they legitimately won the offseason. I legitimately thought they were going to be the best team in the LEC. I did. They didn't win the offseason. They won the off. Fuck you. No, they were always a B team. Oh my lord, Sean. We 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 love Sean for his Canadian love. Yeah, no, they had one of the best mid laners, and they have the best bot lane. Their jungle and top is was always weak. Give me a second to bring this up. Right here. Okay, here we go. Yeah, this was the other game that um. Astralis played this week that they almost won. How they were almost beating Team Vitality, who people call the super team, is whatever. You know, that's just how League works in BO1s, you know? That's just how these things kind of work. Okay, so in this game, White Knight actually played Jace pretty well. They dedicated a good amount of resource. Like, White Knight was playing pretty well. Uh, Promise Q actually had a good game, actually. You know, Promise Q had a good game? I don't know how to really feel about that. I guess Promise Q had a good game. And this game, toward the very end, because White Knight actually played well on Jace. He was actually 8-1. They start getting super greedy with um, how they were actually um, trying to actually win the game. Like right here, I don't know why he does that. I don't know why they're in that position at all. Uh, right here, toward the very ending team fight with um, Kabe, actually. So you had self-made going in. Kabe actually uh, spacing pretty well. Uh, and then you have Corky dying right there. So that's a good majority of Astralis' damage already gone. So you have Corky in his composition already dead. A good amount of your damage is gone already. Yeah, he went in and he killed Lee Sin. But you have to be able to kind of do that without dying, actually. Uh, Kabe doesn't really kill anyone with his curtain call. And he does kill off. LeBros, and he almost What was uh, Astralis doing all game with this lead? No, uh, they were essentially going like, yeah, I was going to go home early, actually. You know? What the literal, how did they lose this game? They actually chose to turn off their brains. That's they they literally just said, you can have the game, GG, we're all friends. White Knight just gets zoned off completely, and then Alfari, Alfari ends up killing him. How did they lose every- this team fight? Kabe played played it bad. Dejour played it bad. Dejour leaped in with his fucking package. Well, not, not with a package. He W'd in and tried to kill off self-made. If they couldn't win a game with a lead like this, then they're hopeless. 
that's the thing. It's like a lot of people said that too. It's like if you can't win a game like this where you're absolutely winning, your Jace is eight and the Jace was eight and one at a certain point. If you can't win with that, you're 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 bad. Like you're just absolutely terrible. Yeah. Uh, well, I think they're gonna win a game on uh, this upcoming week because I'm gonna predict O2 for Estrella. So I think that will be the time where they finally win one because that's usually how it goes. Oh my lord! Then you have this game of Fnatic taking on XL. Uh, this was the game. Yeah, Razork was on uh V Viego this game. And yeah, this is the game. I, yeah, I remember this. So Patrick, oh yeah, upset doing that snipe with Jin. That was actually really fucking cool. I don't know how we predicted he was right there, but that was fucking awesome, actually. Now, Fnatic's composition is you have engaged with Rail, you have your uh shockwave that you can depend on, and you have uh Gwen for your all-in potential. And Marcoon uh getting caught out in the jungle uh did not really work out very well this was a really odd team fight right here matthew says i think astralis will pull off a dignitas 2017 1 in 17 that that that'd be that'd be really bad that'd be fucking awful oh my goodness like uh, i hope they go 0 and 18 but that won't if, happen if astralis went 0 and 18 my 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 brain would just be like okay blow up the whole roster i think they'll win against sk at least next time so you had this fight right here. So upset, he saved his flash for a bit, got over the wall. Somehow after this fight, upset still managed to live. Like, what was their target selection during this fight? Actually, I just don't get it. Like, what was their target selection to have? Yeah, I don't know what Fnatic was doing this game. It's not even that. It's like, how are they on the other side of the map and still winning? And how did Nuke Duck go? Like, yeah, I'm just gonna die. Like, what the fuck? What? Like, what the fuck am I watching? Marcoon just gets easily caught out. No team deserved to win this game. Oh, dude, <laughs> we, we we lost our time investing into this game. Holy shit. Humanoid did not have a good Orianna game. He he was getting picked on quite a bit. Razork and Humanoid Synergy has just not been good at all. They, like It seems like the top side of the Fnatic team doesn't really know how they want to sufficiently play out the early game, so it's kind of making their... Uh, early games look really wonky. Matthew says, "Yeah, you, uh, you you heard it here first. Astralis will run the eighteen and zero dream of Rogue. They will ruin it. Oh no, hell no, that's not happening. I just I just don't think it's possible. If they did, I'd be I mean, sad. that's not look, even a thing. I wouldn't. That's never gonna happen. At look, all. I mean, listen, they, hey, they almost did it against." G2, they almost did it against Vitality. Right? They have been doing so not terrible. After I mean, games, it just takes a bad day from Rogue. It takes a bad day from Rogue. So my dad hey, they, they might like life. catch uh, Mal Rain in the jungle a bunch of times before he gets so, the gank. So was my dad coming back into my life then, apparently? Um, yeah, maybe. So yeah, Yankos was like, you know what? I'm going to go home early too. I'll just invade and die. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then uh, right here, this was the part where they uh, caught. Yeah, this is the part where Trimby, uh, I think, flashed over and did the recon. Yeah. God, I, got, I, that, I, that I love one. Caps, man. Number one mid laner. Caps at one point was the best mid laner in EU. One of the best players mm, in EU. 
No, he was o- no, he was only the best mid laner in EU for one year, and that was 2019, and that was only because of Perks going to ADC. He was still better. He was than better Caps. than Perks. He was better than Perks. Nope. In 2018 nope. too. Per- no, Perks was a uh, better. He smashed story. him in those finals. Actually, he crushed him. The games they actually played against each other. I said, this was the play. Handily. That was the play. Literally, all the casters went, no. But then if it was any other team's player, they would say the opposite. Yeah, comp in this game on Jinx with those fucking alt snipes were really awesome to see. Okay, like, actually, I forgot about how good he was in. Sorry, because I was thinking about internationally 2018 where he was playing not good and people overrated him. Now, in okay, LDC, though, he did play good in 2018. He did here, play the best the in year 2018. He started- the year he started falling off was 2020. I think he was still good in 2020. No, he was falling I off he was in 2019. No, no. I, I think in yes. 2020 is when he started kind of falling no, off. No, he fell actually. off and th- stopped being biased. He fell off in 2019. No, you're crazy. You're a crazy man. No, you're high. Humanoid was you, better. What kind of Canadian cracker you want? Larson was better. Good God. Good actual God. Okay, oh. so. Mao Rong in this game and Odawamne played really great from the top side. Odawamne, play- I keep, uh, uh, oh my god, Akshan is the champion Odawamne is playing. I always forget that yeah. fucking champion's name for some reason. They played great. Actually, G2 losing losing to Rogue is not surprising right now because because yeah, I, I, I know the be? whole because I, I I know the whole narrative was you know Fnatic and Ro- Fnatic and G2 have never lost to XL and Rogue, but right now it's just for G2 and Rogue. Right now, Rogue looks so much better than G2 right now. It, it's very understandable they'd lose to them right now. If this was the first time they'd ever lose to Rogue, it'd be believable because they're playing way better. Their dives are cleaner. Their map play is cleaner. How they wanted to put the game is a whole lot better. They're just a better team right now. Caps has not been playing that good, and I think Caps actually has been a player that has been a, a big letdown right now, and that's not so good. Yeah, and, and, and to to be fair, Rogue like Rogue had beaten G two before. Uh, was it last year? They beat them last year, actually. You know, they beat G two um last year in playoffs. I think they've beaten yeah. them before, because last year in playoffs they beat them. But it wasn't a best of five, which obviously matters more. And yep, Comp played pretty well in this game as well. And yeah, Rogue continued to be the best team in the LEC right now. Um, if they go 18-0, I am definitely not surprised at all. And now it's time for our predictions for the LEC 2022 Spring Split Week okay, 5. Uh, Misfits, Rogue, uh, Vitality, Fnatic, and um, I'll just say G2, I guess. I was thinking of doing Mad Upset, but okay. Um, and let's go XL, Mad, um, Misfits, G2, and Fnatic. Oh, match, match of the week right there. So we have, I'll pick Misfits, Rogue, Vitality, Fnatic, G2, Saturday, XL, Mad Lions, Rogue, G2, and you got your match of the week, Team Vitality versus Fnatic. And I will go with who won last time. I didn't Fnatic win last time, actually. Pretty sure. Yeah, it's the top. Uh, I think 
I think Fnatic will win this time around again, actually. Yeah, so same prediction. It's a one thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I think Fnatic wins this time around. Uh, and, hey, what, you don't think uh, Misfits is going to win I, against Rogue? I, 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 I literally did not even want to reply to that. I was like, this man's actually <laughs> sniffing drugs. This man, you're on drugs. You're on hard drugs. Yeah, I, I need to do one. I need to do one out of like the out there prediction each but week. To be like, fair, if you get that right, obviously, I think Rogue is going to win realistically. But I need to do yeah, like an out there prediction. I can't play it safe all the time, unlike you bastards. So play it. What? That's. Yeah. Stop playing safe. You're making yeah, the correct a, decision. What the hell's yeah, wrong with but you? No, but realistically, though, I'm pretty sure this is like the first time where the predictions are the exact same. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, Australis put out a twit longer statement. I don't know if they deleted it, actually. Um, But I think they, they did. Yeah, I, I love how they started off with, yes, Promise Q is still on the team. That's the only part I read, and then I stopped. I'm just being honest here. Yeah, I, I, I was about to stop there, but I read the rest of it. They basically Sean, just your they, life, please. If they deleted mercy. it, I'll just explain it. They were talking about how like they're disappointed with the result and being like 0 and 7 or 0 and 9 is really bad for team morale, but they still believe in this team and stuff and they're working hard and finding solutions. And they say that their main problem is that they've been owning in solo queue and scrims actually against other teams. They actually been destroying, but um but however that um, Here we go. found it. They said what their issue is. There's a lack of shot calling in game, a lack of like decision making. They said what that's they basically what the issue by that, is. What they basically mean by that is lack of good players is what they're fucking meaning. Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Matthew says. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll be back in a bit. You can just read it. Promise Q is the real winner of this team, a true MSI champion. That is also true. That is that that is. Yeah, that's oh boy, dude. Like, listen, I'm just... You're going to repeat that again? I'm sorry, but, like... Okay, uh, I like Promise Q, but what... And that, that was meme was cool at the time, but, like, what the fuck is it? Like, okay, I'm cool with giving him an MSI reign. That's fine, all right? But if they're going to do that, then give literally any substitute that didn't even play in the tournament a reign, as long as they're a substitute. You can't just do it the one time. Just give them more reign. Like, fucking Flame was on damn one when they won Worlds. Give him a reign. Like, fuck off. Why? why I don't care. My girl, you're going to give Promise Q a reign and no one else just because of the meme when he didn't even play at MSI for one game? Like, it's fuck like, off. Who's crazy? Like, like Duke played a game for IG. That's why That's why he had a reign when IG won. That's why he has two overall, because he played a game against Fnatic in groups. Well, no, he played one game. He played a few games with, with G2 that year. Just a few. It wasn't that one spring split, but he only played, yeah, played but spring, but, yeah, but not worlds, but not worlds, and he only they played, played it no in the games. regular season. Yeah, he only played with them on right. Re- yeah, it was just a, a meme that people created. Yeah, All but right. like, but you can't just give. I'm sorry, it's not. I'm sorry, I get it's a meme, but you can't just out actually give him a ring. Like, no, if you want to, if you want to start giving rings out to old substitutes since they were still on the team, you know, and they participated in the like team scrims and everything, made the team better and stuff. That's fine, even if they didn't play like actually at Worlds or MSI for a game. That's fine. Honestly, I'm cool with that. But again, thank it. Don't like then just do it. Don't make it just promise Q that one time because of the memes and then done. All right, either don't give promise Q a reign or do it from now on. Like this is okay. stupid. Let's go to okay. So after this, I'm, I'm gonna load up the LCS because. There's a lot to talk about with the LCS as well, because that just started. But we'll go over Astralis' twit longer first, 
and then we'll move, move on to the LCS. Okay, so yeah, here hashtag is the, give flame ring. So here was the Astralis twit longer. Actually, let me actually bring it up right here. I don't know why that is just loading slowly. Sorry about that, guys. All right, so here was the Astralis. Yeah, but I'm gonna that, leave for a bit. You can just read it. Here was the Astralis twit longer that a lot of people were talking about overall. And I actually wanted to do a video about this, but I just didn't honestly have the time, honestly. And he says right here, a status on our team and progress. Before reading any further, yes, Promise Q is still on the team. The end. Stop reading. <laughs> now, our games and results so far speak for themselves. We are not where we want to be. We are far from satisfied with the results so far. This was also back when they were like zero and seven as well, when they made this. We know there is much potential in this team, more than the players are given credit for by many. But when we don't deliver the results we want and don't live up to our values in game, this is just words. We have seen a lot of progress in scrims, but our biggest issue right now is that we are still not always on the same page in game which leads to many situations where we have to navigate instinct and skills alone. This bleeds into our team fights, which is a big part of winning games right now. To turn things around, we're taking a step back in some areas to focus on stabilizing the team so we can turn things around in game. And to be fair, that is one of their biggest issues, actually. Uh, players not being on the same page, even before this week happened, uh, their players just not being on the same page literally cost them winning their first two games, actually. They could have been 2-0 and zero this week, actually, if their teammates had actually been on the same page. That is something that I'm glad they can identify, actually. Our first week came with good things and bad things. We took the learnings from that week into week two, and we believe it made a difference as we played a lot better than we previously did. It is regrettable that we could not take a win until that point as it continues to make us feel and play worse than we should and what we are capable of week three was a harsh reality check we simply didn't show up in astralis we always fight and we always give our best so that was in no way acceptable the fact of the matter is we have made crucial mistakes when it mattered most so we deserve the situation we are in so what now? We started the week on Monday with a very open and honest team meeting where we addressed our issues both in-game and outside of the game. We spoke about group dynamics and structural changes to get more from each week and confronted some issues to clear the air and start anew. All this was done to change the flow and make sure we are not afraid to show we want this. But their roster doesn't show that, though. Your roster is just bad. I'm sorry. Astralis' roster is just bad. Like, building around White Knight and Zanzara is fine. But there's, you know, no actual star players on the team. Dejour, I don't think he's it, you know? Kabe is a weak side, better, slightly better version of Wild Turtle, you know? I truly don't think that, you know... Kabe is going to ever potentially win you anything ever, even though he did make one finals back in the day, actually. Like, Kabe's just not that kind of player. Like, I'm sorry, you know? If you're getting budget players, you're going to get budget results. And if you're getting bad players, you're going to get bad results. 
that's just how that works actually i just don't get it i really don't get it like it's not the aspect of making the twit longer it's the aspect of like this is what you pay for you paid for a budget roster so you get budget results it's also worth acknowledging the mental strain of being zero and seven confidence takes a hit and it affects the way you play our mindset has been our biggest enemy. We need to break free and change our perspective into a more positive one in order to come back and turn things around. Confidence does not come overnight, and we know it. It will take a big effort from all of us, not only from our players, but our entire team. We have great support from everybody in the organization We've already gone to work. We know where we are and we all want to fight. That's where we are now. It won't be easy to make this happen, but we will do everything in our power to achieve it. Hopefully you will see it on stage this weekend. Thank you for reading all of this and all of you have supported us in this season. Thank you for all your kind words. Hashtag to the stars. That's the thing here with this twit longer is I just don't understand why they why they're surprised they're getting the results of a roster that they put together with players that are not good i'm sorry promise q is not good kabe is not right, that how, good. how many drugs do you have to smoke to think that a roster of fucking white knight zanzara promise q kabe in 2022 and a 18 year old that everyone said was like outside of PvP isn't good, doesn't have any much of a ceiling, is good enough to make playoffs. How many fucking drugs do you need to smoke? All five of those players are the type of players you would have on one roll on every other team in the LEC. Mm -hmm. They have it in five. They're the only team like that, all right? Even SK, who's second last, they have players like traits. Like uh, Gilius, like uh, Gen X, even though Gen X is doing shit right now. Um, mm -hmm. On uh, even fucking BDS, I say nuclear in is good. I'd say uh, Adam has not been doing uh, doing well at all, but he's mm -hmm. can still be average. Uh, they have uh, sorry, with Kinkroff is good. I would say actually, yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, Limit is having a bad season, but he's usually good. Like sorry, they're the only team like this. They have like five average players at best. Not even average players, just players that... They're all fit. role players. None of them are carries. Yeah, so, like, they're, all their players are role players, and none of them are even really good at being role players. That's the thing. The style that their players have aren't even good at that style. That's the thing. Their players aren't even good at that yeah. style specifically. White, White Knight, what a great uh, weak side talk, giving up, like, the whole turret in eight minutes. <laughs> Matthew says, I don't know. I always thought that they would have given them a ring... The thing is, the this roster doesn't even have a direction. That's true. They don't even know how they want to play the game. They, this week, this this week, because that's when because this Twitlonger was made uh, before week four came along, right? Before they actually almost won these two games. This week alone shows they still don't have that fixed. This week alone shows that that is bullshit. Maybe they have been working on it. I'm not saying they haven't because I'm not obviously with them. But this week alone shows that they not have they have not worked on any of that at all. It's just bullshit. These are just empty words. Like what the hell, man? Uh, facts with that one reply. This guy said. No, the last use, one. 
You use so many <laughs> words and manage to say absolutely nothing. I mean, they, said, they didn't say absolutely nothing, but they're ignoring the issue. That's a little hyperbolic is, right there. That's yes, hyperbolic. Yeah, I don't understand that tweet's like ratio and lack of replies. But, um, but, but no, they did say a lot, and they just give an update to their fans. Like, what what do you want them to say? Like, no, majority of other teams, they would just stay silent. Like, fucking CLG during this shit. Like, no, I actually kind of like... Their like openness with uh, it and takes like, balls to do something like that. Yeah, their openness and, and in their videos, like they make quality videos and like you know they aren't like pissing around with players like with Niski make it fucking and or like Carlos with how they treat like Mickey X and Niski, you know like no they're a good org. It's just they assembled just they're ignoring the one main issue which is just that this a team they assembled. It's just five role players, right? They need an old, old husbands that can't grow besides Dejor, mm-hmm. all right? They need to just blow it up. That's the main issue. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I get what they're saying. Like, okay, and scrims, and sure. And sure, they do actually look sort of, they're still, like, bottom tier, and I would say 10th out of all the other teams. But they do look good. Like, they look like moments where they should have won games. They should be have, like, maybe, like, three wins or something. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, What's their ceiling? Their ceiling is like what seventh place? Like, Eighth? is that really the team you're assembling? This is that, that. That's the thing. No, I I agree with everything you said, and that's the thing. Is like, what is their ceiling? Eighth place, probably, because like all their players are not that good, except for like Kabe. Yeah, like I would he, say every and, other team and, has and a ceiling. And this is the that's thing. At is least like, playoffs. And this is the thing. Is like Kabe was never the best ADC. He was like the best ADC for like one split. All like. Couple yeah. years ago, one yeah, he's split. just he's just like, as you said with Neon, he's just like the Neon. I actually think Neon has improved. I still don't think he's great, but he's actually done good. I would good. I would say, um, mm-hmm. I would say he's actually like Neon. When you thought of Neon, I would say that's what Kobe is just reliable, smart, but doesn't like he's not like a mechanic god or like doesn't do anything flashy. He's just there. Sort of like a piglet on uh, clutch gaming, mm-hmm. and that's my thing with Astralis is you have a bunch of role players who aren't good at being role players all in the same team together, and since there's no star player and there's no direction, they don't know how to play the game as a team. And there's Promise Q and Kabe and White Knight have been playing for a long time, so is Zan- like Zan's been playing for a decent amount of time too. White Knight's been playing for a bit of time. These guys should know how they want to play the game. But then again, the way you want to play the game is not how someone else wants to play the game, and they have to kind of figure out, like, how that's going to work. So Astralis replied, maybe not for you, but our fans want to know our team's process and what we are doing. Feel free to not read it if you don't care. This guy said, your fans also want you to rebuild the roster, especially get rid of Promise Cube. But you seem to be very silent on that front. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, they, they just seems to be all because the thing, dude, they seem to be all built into Promise Q. They truly think he's a good player. They really think. I that. mean, I don't think he's. Te- I don't think he's been terrible anymore. Like he was complete dog shit last year. He's like like the worst support in like almost any reason, and that's including like PCS and shit. He was actually just pure dog shit. But if you want to say, like, his he actually hasn't been terrible this year. He's just. He's actually been like not like in his really, ass off. He's been he's like underwhelming. He's just a really yeah, underwhelming just underwhelming player. still though. And he's like twenty eight or twenty nine. Like fuck, just uh, here's the thing though. Their excuse is that um they keep him promise Q, even though he's still like the worst support in the league. Is that um 
his uh like shot call and everything but like you just said the shot call and there's like none of it or that it's terrible you said that's your main issue and but you said that's the reason why you keep promise q because mm-hmm. of his shot calling so I, i'm missing the thing so what what does he bring exactly that's good yeah and even if he brings shot calling you you can find that in someone else with better mechanics and better uh ideas of how to play the game in general or better macro decisions this guy says i'm a fan of your csgo squad and the history they made but not in lec you guys should actually sell the spot to any team with a decent amount of passion and dedication keeping someone like promise q in your team is it's something no serious org will ever do not just promise q but literally everyone or you can keep maybe Dejour and build around him. This org has zero ambitions. I mean, you you can keep you could keep one. Yeah, well, you, uh, that guy says in the next reply, but you could keep one of Zanzar or White Knight, but only keep one of them. They're, they're role play for a reason. You only want one max, right? So you don't want Oso Kabi. You don't want Oso Promise Q. You don't want both of them, right? But yeah, you can mm-hmm. keep one of them. I would again if. White Knight plays more up to his peak instead of because again it's like one game he loses a whole fucking turd in eight minutes and does <laughs> is invincible. That other game he plays like he did against uh Vitality it was or like when he got a fucking penta kill in Ronekton. So I don't know. And Zanz- so Zanzar is more consistently mm-hmm. uh decent. So I don't know which one you want to keep. But either way, keep one. And if you really believe in Dejar, then I guess keep him. But again, I still think this guy's bad. Like he can grow, but. I'm just saying how it is right now, even the one things he's good at. But yeah, whatever. Keep those two players, but get rid of everything else. This guy says, I mean, Dejour and White Knight are the only players that have quality enough to be with Astralis. But after this twit longer, I really doubt they have any will to change anything. I bet they will keep this roster even in summer, knowing how shit this division is. White Knight is like minus 20 CS down and... At 15 minutes for three splits. They need a yep. real top lane. Yep, exactly. That's the thing. And he always loses like his whole turret. Like he's not a good weak side guy. No, he's not, even a good weak, he's not even a good weak side player. Yeah, you know? like that. The I, same. I, but then I, other I'll games, other I'll games, though, he is. So he like, is. Like so I don't know what it is with his deal. I'll he's say like this. always inconsistent. I say this because I think I had White Knight in my all pro team last year. Third team, third team. I thought he played good last year. I thought he played, yeah. but that one split, he played good. That one split, he yeah. played good. Well, no, and he's played good in some games. Again, it's like he's in, he's like the fucking, how, what, what do I call it? He's like, uh, I mean, he's sort of like revenge, I would say, actually. He's like the LEC version of revenge where it's like one game, he's a great weak side top, but then the other game, yeah, he just loses his whole fucking turret in like eight minutes. This guy does says... Nothing. I get that things aren't going as well as you would have hoped, but is substituting the entire CSGO team really the correct decision here? <laughs> Something's had to change. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You guys said many stuff at the same time, nothing at all. Only two players worth of keeping, Dejour and White Knight, and maybe Kabe. No, not maybe Kabe. And maybe Kabe if he is decent. If he And maybe Kabe if he is with a decent support. You guys cannot keep it. In simple words, it's about results and changes need to be done. Miracles doesn't exist. The only miracle that's ever existed was fucking Shaka almost making Shaka's miracle run. They still didn't make worlds with that. So, yeah, guys, that's the thing. I wanted to make sure I cover um, Astralis' twit longer. These guys stink. They're just bad. This week alone, they could have won two games, and they couldn't even do that. And they're going to go and they're gonna go winless this next week, too. They're going to start 0-11. All right, so the LCS... 
2022 spring split kicked off and yeah marking 10 years of the lcs i remember just yesterday i started watching five seven years ago man we are 10 years of the lcs now that's fucking crazy and uh we had our um match of the week which was team liquid taking on 100 thieves actually and looking at how the standings play out right now so i'll say this Right now, let's just talk about the bottom tier teams first, and we'll talk about TSM, because I truly don't think TSM's a bottom tier team. I think that this was just a bad week for them overall. I do think TSM played bad, but I truly don't think they're an actual bottom tier team like CLG, Golden Guardians, and Immortals, actually. I think FlyQuest had a easy strength of schedule. That's the reason why they're also 2-0, though they did play the Jonas Mike Toppin. It, it was looking pretty close in that game. Really inter- entertaining game, actually, from FlyQuest. But... Immortals does not look good. Like, if Immortals went, like, fucking 2-16 and 16 throughout the split, I'm not surprised. Immortals just looks bad. And it's yeah. making Power of Evil look worse. Honestly. You know? Destiny Wild Turtle, or Bad Bot Lane. Xerxes, he's trying to do something. He's trying to get them to at least do something in the early game. Revenge just is bad. This is just a bad team. You know, when we were talking about this team... In the preseason before coming into the split, I thought they would do just well mm-hmm. simply because they have veteran players. Like they the veteran players would just be good enough to beat down on the lower tier teams, but they can't. I punch didn't up. think so, but I, I always you know, thought they would be like seventh or something, but what's what's kind of where they would be at? Seventh place. Yeah, anyway. well, whatever. Like just like I don't what did they see in like revenge fucking last year to make him like I just don't get it. Like, God, it, it's like they literally just he was literally like bottom of the pack for academy top laners, but they he wasn't just even good see academy. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, no, he was literally academy. like the eighth or ninth best top laner in academy, but they're just like uh, NA. He's moderately young at twenty one, uh, raw mechanics, so we'll just uh, bring him in. It's like no, what the fuck? Why? Oh. <laughs> like the bot like they had bot- they had a chance to get fudge at that time. You fucking idiots. The, and the they could have got aisles. The bot lane of Wild Turtle and Destiny is just not good. Power of Evil just doesn't really know what to do with a, a, a team like this. I, I feel bad for him because I, I truly think he's a good yeah. player, actually. Bot lane, they're, yeah, their ADC top laner and support are just, like, worst. I'm sorry. They're, like they're actually, just... like, the worst. And then, uh, yeah, mid laner makes him look bad and, like, Xerxes is very good, but when he's on a team like this, he falls. Yeah, with it's it. the same thing. He's with, like um, he's like sticks. He's like sticks. he falls with the team if it's bad. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like Astralis, like Xerxes is more of a role playing jungler. Though I actually think Xerxes is better than Jose Diodo. I really yeah. actually think that. Well, you know? I honestly think I always thought. Uh, I mean, I don't know about now because he's been playing like shit again. I'm so disappointed by him. But last year, I thought Xerxes, I thought Constructs was on par with Xerxes. And that isn't to downplay Xerxes because I thought Constructs was great last year. I just thought that's where he was at. So he wasn't like one of, he wasn't like top five where I would say he was like the seventh best, but I would say he's like just at the mark where he stays in LCS. Hmm. What do you think about me? Golden Guardians? Oh, yeah, Golden Guardians. Um, Honestly, surprised they didn't win that one game. Uh, the game is Cloud got Cloud Nine was close actually. Um, for like the first, no, no, wrong, not wrong, really. Wrong. But I mean, I'm just saying, like people need to, like, what if Blabber didn't win like that three on one play? Like, eh, all right, and what I like, 
it, there were many moments where, and like, what if they actually didn't miss like all their shots on Jin and killed Summit when he was running away? Like, there are many oh. moments in that GG game where it's like it looked like Cloud9 had it all under control. Like, they made it look way too easily. It's just like they were manhandling them, like playing for fun, not taking them seriously. But there were a lot of moments where just Golden Guardians were fucked up like a bottom tier team. And it's just if they literally just didn't act stupid. Then and they like they just killed Bladder in that three on one and shit. Then it could have went different ways. Like that wasn't as dominant of a game as people think. Like they could have lost it. It's scarier than you think, but whatever. Yeah, I thought the same thing too. I was like, wait a minute, there there's a chance they could have actually legitimately lost. This yeah, game. but they they don't think about that. You know, they you know just like when uh, uh what what do you say like uh when when perks. Like perks, like in the best of five against Team Liquid in spring. Oh, uh, so this is what, what I'll say about a few other teams before we go into some of the games. Hundred Thieves bouncing back this week. Uh, this week because of where they got upset by Dignitas in the locking tournament. Actually, so a lot of people were like, mm-hmm. "Oh, are they really that good?" No, they came out swinging, stomping like they should. You know, yeah, the champion. Again, um, uh, gonna be interesting how many games Tenacity plays. Again, he has that ceiling, and he's, like, he's good out of lane, but, like, in lane, he's just still so many issues with him, I would say. Cloud9 coming over, the LS composition start coming out, and you know what's really awesome to see is, like, LS's first game with Cloud9 that he drafted them, he gets to go up against a Renekton and prove to people that Renekton is trash. That's just, <laughs> that's irony yeah. at its finest right there. I, uh, yeah. I just hope that uh, LS doesn't, I just hope they don't reveal or most of their tricks yet. I just hope they save her for international play, mm-hmm. save in most of the stuff. What do you think about um, Dignitas? Uh, Dignitas, I think, is... Well, um, how do I say? Yeah, I mean, again, uh, Biofrost uh, proved me wrong a bit. Like, he isn't great, but he's, like, solid uh, mm-hmm. when, like, paired with a specific... ADC, which is why, um, even though Zazel's LCS, I still think uh, why I'm glad they did that instead of putting Zazel there because we already saw a similar one with like Bane and him that didn't work out well. Neo's a similar ADC, so it wouldn't have worked well. But I, I thought they were young supports they could have got instead of Biofrost, like Elia, they could have bought from Team Liquid. But, um, but yeah, he's been solid like when paired with him, it's just worked out good chemistry i guess uh so those two are doing good um yeah river's doing fantastic uh fake god mediocre fake god's just bad yeah uh like he's decent weak side kind of not not even that he's just just as bad as i guess i guess i don't know Fake God is just as bad as fucking Revenge. The only reason I just, why I don't Fake understand God... why people were like hyping it up last year and giving him so many like player of the games and sh- no, it's player just like, of the weeks. Fake God over is Neo. As, Fake God is just as bad as Revenge. The only reason why it looks better for Fake God is because he has his better players around him right now at this moment. Yeah, I just don't understand why people are like fucking the casters and analysts were like hyping Fake God up so much last year. I don't get it. Like a, just dumb narrative. Um, reasons. I think River River is really good for this team yeah again i i still don't think blue's good i think he's no blue is really bad blue is yeah blue is bad he's just 
but this is it's just this is, stuff this is, is working this is out the lcs it. this is the lcs so blue can get away with being bad here that's just yeah he can get work. away with it kind of just like how destiny you know that's why he's his spot stayed even though he was literally the worst support last year even worse than newbie but um, um right here evil geniuses like i think but Ryan, yeah no Ryan blues Ryan. and bat been bad it's just stuff is working out for him at the I, moment, I, I and hi, Ryan, and he's hiding some of his mistakes, but trust me, it will get revealed eventually. He's still bad. No, he's bad. No, I, I agree. Like, yeah, right, he, right I want to say he's, he's like, I thought he would be the worst mid laner. Maybe he still is, but I, I don't think he's worse anymore. Well, actually, no. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so I was gonna say, I sorry, I mi- I I said it wrong. I said I would have said he's the worst mid laner if uh, Paula Fox wasn't no. still in the league there. <laughs> so. Right here with the standings, um, Evil Geniuses one and one, Team Liquid one and one. Team Liquid got handed on their ass in that hundred thieves mm-hmm. game. Like that was, but the thing here is, I think they played that game bad. But I'll I'll go into that game because it's gonna be up here soon. Yeah, whatever. Walking mean unless let's stop talking about walking now, please. Even Evil Geniuses <laughs> is, I think Evil Geniuses are a good team. On, yeah, on no, they're a great my, team. They're a great team. My issue here with Evil Geniuses is Jojo Peon is is. He's bad, man. He's, he's I not wouldn't good. say he's been bad. He loses to every he's just as bad as blue. He's just about as blue, honestly. I wouldn't well, agree with that. I would say he's he loses every laning phase. He's not impactful. I would at say all. I would everything. say he's below average. No, dude, he's he's he loses every uh, laning he's phase. He's better than Pal the Fox, he's better than a Blaze Olive, he's better than Power he, Evil, I would say right such now. Such a huge detriment to how they're playing, man. He is not he been will improve though. Maybe, maybe he improves. He's 17. Hopefully, hopefully he's 17. My dad will come into my house during one. one he's of 17, games. he's surrounded by all these players. He and will he still improve. looks this bad. He looks this bad with this amount of talent surrounding him. No, I don't. I'm. I'm sorry. I disagree. I, he hasn't been impactful, and he hasn't dominated his lane. But I don't think he's. Player. Been, but I don't he's think he's even, been bad. I think he's been below average. He's I'd not say even he's a weak, better than He's some. not even a good weak side mid laner. He's even with this level of talent surrounding him. He's still not good. Yeah. Well, he might improve. No, but also I might have sex tonight. No, I'd say he's been better than Blue. I'd say he's been better that, than Calipos. These standards you're, these standards you're throwing older. out there are, are, so, are so steep. No, I'd say he's better. Yeah, I'd say he's on par with Pal, uh, a Blaze Olive right now. So he's better than three, which is Blue, uh, Palafox, I'd say they're and all about Power even. of Evil. If I had to rank them, they'd be all just the same, essentially. Uh, well, slight. Just like, I mean, by like We're decimals. Talking very minuscule differences Deci- Decimals, here. I would say. Yeah. So what do you think about TSM? Actually? Um... Uh, tactical still looks like shit. Uh, I, I that's to be expected. Uh, I, I didn't think he would be good, but I thought he would at least be solid on mm-hmm. TSM on this run because I thought this constructed roster is the roster he would uh do better on instead of the roster that Team Liquid did with his type of risky play style, which sometimes involves him in him. But nope, he's still been bad. Um, Hooney has again still just been a just uh, like passable, serviceable, in as either a carry top or weak side top, just like middle of the pack, like seventh in NA, not anything special. Just, just like what Hanser was for Golden Guardians. I still just don't think he's anything above that. Um, and if he is, then it's his team um, helping him out and like fucking like Spika going up in his lane for like fucking twenty minutes, not Hooney himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spika, 
great, but uh, on a rocky start right now, which he usually has. He has like a rocky start usually, and then in spring, so he'll turn it around a bit. But he's still been great. Um, yeah, Kiadu, um, hasn't yeah, the been LBL like LBL prospects because like Shenny and Kiadu and Kiadu, uh, yeah, they've been the best, but um, they haven't been like amazing, but they've been. I would say, this, this, like, yeah, dude, this roster needs a little bit more time because, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not saying they're because I know a lot of people are gonna shit them and say they're bad. It's it, it's it's hard with these. No, I would say they're, uh, I would say they're number five right now. They're in the top five, and I would say Kia do number five in the roles. Two, even after zero two start, yeah, no, I thought, yeah, uh, zero two start, but I still think you know, they just need again, they need a bit of time, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, away from Bjergsen, you know, again, like, there was always, it, no matter how bad a TSM roster was, which they've been, like, shit for, like, the last five years, done nothing in any eSport fucking dead franchise, but, uh, I mean, in League, though, their roster, even if it looks terrible, they always still make playoffs, and they still always almost make Worlds, or almost win a split, because they always had, there's just, like, this Bjergsen effect, no matter how bad that. a team was, but now that Bjergsen's away... Yeah, hmm. maybe this could maybe they'll actually just not improve. That's the thing is, um, I'm gonna have to go over and review some of these TSM games that they played more because I didn't really see anything out of them actually that substantially went like. Yeah, no, Kiadu and Shenny have been again. I didn't. I I I, I knew like Kiadu was uh, he was um. How do I say it? Like uh, I, I always knew he was great. Like going into it when. When everybody didn't know what to expect, they didn't watch his VODs in, like, the minor league in China. I did, actually. Yeah, he was great. Okay. So, I liked that pickup. I'm glad they picked him over fucking Icon. I, I prefer Cream, though, but I guess Cream doesn't want to go to shitty TSM or shitty NA. But mm -hmm. Shenny, I don't knew nothing about so far, though. I think he's been good, but nothing special. So, just like uh, Sword Art last year with what he was given. All right, and last but not least is Cloud9. So you guys know I love Cloud9 here. I love – I've been their fan for a very, very long time. Cloud9 coming out with the um, LS compositions, actually. And this is the thing I'll say about uh, Fudge right now. I don't think Fudge is a good mid laner. I, I, I – and this is how I, I'll phrase it. So I'll mm, understand I think this. he's a good one. I don't think I, he's a – I don't think I, he's a great one. I think – and I think just the competition for mid laners is weaker this year. So he looks better than he is right now, but I I don't, I don't think he's not good. I think he's good. I, I think he'll not, be a, not great. a middle. I think he'll be a middle of the pack mid laner is what he'll actually be, because this is the thing. He's given these odd mid lane champions that aren't mid laners simply because he can't really play the other. No, it's just good it's just LS. It's just working for the strategies, in my no, opinion. No, no, dude, I. I, I understand that, but the thing here is that's not going to be a forever thing. He's going to have to play standard shit eventually, and he's he just will. not good at he playing will. standard shit. But no, in Locking, he played standard shit, and he really wasn't that good at it. That's the thing. Uh, They're I, opting to give him these champions because they know he's not going to impact the game that I much. Did, I disagree champion. outside of the EG series. No, and even in the other games, he really wasn't that good. He did okay things. He wasn't that good, but I want to say okay. he was... He was no. okay. But I, but I, but I think... Never, we'll for, see. For, for for right now, I don't know how this strategy, how long this is gonna play out. Actually, I don't know how long they're gonna pick comps like this. Actually, but it depends because if 
he's opting into this like team and maybe he'll just be like doing be all year on like Nautilus and shit and they'll win That'd be worlds. cool actually now if he actually went and embraced that play style of just playing champions like that i'd go like okay that's that's useful that's good but i just think that he's been given those champions because you know well those compositions need champions like that in the mid lane but i think when it goes to more like standard mid laners like in lock in i think he's, he's going to be a middle of pack mid laner now some I mean, the I think thing is fine. though is look the the mid here's the thing now msk again it's just because the mid laners this year but again kiadu i mean not doing uh excellent right now so i'd say fudge is above above him i would say he's above power evil with like his team right now so he's obviously above power fox mm -hmm. and a blaze olive i would say well of course better than uh jojo beyond right now obviously uh, yeah. uh so and of course better than thing. blue he's so again right like he's like top five or top he's four here. and right Bjergsen now. even hasn't been good really i think pierce has been great actually honestly really i think pierce has been great i mm -hmm. mean like not as great as weekly thought is what i'm saying and then takuli i would say has been very good but not outstanding so i'll take the cool i'll take takuli over palafox on FlyQuest. oh my goodness <laughs> yeah so here's the right. thing so it's like so Fudge just like he's like slots in at number four with like the competition. So he already he's slots in at number, number four, four because the mid laners are so bad. Exactly. That you know and that's even not good. Place, you know that's... even even Abadagi isn't even doing that good. So his competition is a not that good Bjergsen, a not that good Takuli, and a not that good Abadagi. Oh God, like, I'm so scared. Fuck? I'm so, so see, he can be the best he can if you John is crazy. That's making me go insane. Oh, God. I'm so scared like, for the mid lane mid, pool and yeah, LCS. Yeah, mid laner pool and LCS is just a clown fiesta this year. So, also, uh, Summit actually played fine. They put him on weak side. Uh, the issue here with Summit, uh, it's only there's only one issue he had. He just he plays so far forward that, you know, he's always going to actually go for, you know, those big outplays. He's always going to try and dump. Mm -hmm. He's going to be basically Alfari. For the LCS, yeah, yeah, no, th this is like the good version of like a weak side guy who then also goes for outplays. That this is the good version, not fucking fake god. Fake, he's what? literally just a, the good version of fake god. Winsome and Berserker, I thought they were a really good bot lane. Yeah, they were Berserker, fucking Miles. fire, one of the best ADCs in the West. Oh uh, lord, the yes, not even me. being ironic there. Uh, Winsome, I'm so shocked by. Okay, again. I expected them to be better than Isles because with what they spoke about him, even though I didn't watch him play an amateur because he mm. was like, he got his team to like number one in amateur. And he was like easily to stand out there. Um, and I mean, like amateur is above below Academy. So he was in like this third tier thing mm. though. So I expect him to be a bit better than Isles. Definitely like to, and with his vision, they said his vision was godlike, so which is important for support. Mm -hmm. So I expect him to, you know, be good. I didn't expect him to be like this good right away, though. And like right now, I didn't. No, like, overall, God, he's the Cloud been, Nine bot lane has been. He's been pretty. so shockingly good right now. Overall, the Cloud Nine bot lane has been good. And I know someone, someone asked me, was like, well, are they that good because of? It's the thing here, guys. When you're playing compositions like the Cloud Nine compositions that they were playing, the bot lane has to be good enough. And better because they are your main source of damage. If they are mm -hmm. behind at any point or they start getting dove at inopportune times, it's going to all fall apart. And it's not even just about how the composition functions. It's all about based in how good they're laning. Because they were actually winning a, their laning phases. They were doing fine, yeah. honestly. Like, again, I expect the Berserker to be, you know, this good. Like, again, playing on Academy T1 
is impressive because T1s can just get the best talents in the world because everybody wants to play for them. And you're under a lot of stress. So if you can play for T1, then you're also good in that area. So being on T1 Academy as Berserker with how he played, easily LCK, like, top five team materials. So I had no shocks here. He's, like, one of the best ADCs right now. Uh, but again, win some fuck. Again, I'm just so shocked by how good he's playing. Like, I expect him to play solid, not this good. It's actually just like a diamond in the rough. If they could find a, a bit more of a way to include Summit in like a, a lot of what they're doing, I think this team's... Now, this is the thing. Well, he's Cloud, supposed to be like a weak side guy, right? He's, a, he's more of a, yeah, a weak side Alfari that's really mm-hmm. good in lane. You could also outplay in team fights. And that's the thing is, I think Summit played good. I think he played good. The issue here is... Constantly playing far forward gives other teams openings to exploit that. That's all I'm saying. Blabber looked okay. Uh, nothing much. He looked, he looked okay. Nothing special. Really? Uh, I think he's he looked, looked okay. pretty. He got Olaf. That's like his best champion. Yeah, but he also, he also 3v. I mean, it was against GG, but still. Oh, Evil Geniuses. Impact. I want to give a shot. To Impact played really great this weekend. Oh, he looked pretty good, actually. Oh, um, oh yeah. Again, this guy is just like he ha- he's not regressing at all in his age. He's, he's like ex Miffy right now. He's just dominating still. Inspired, I would, I would Impact, actually I say he's good. the best top laner right now. Impact inspired. Uh, Danny still has a weak laning phase. He has to improve on that. Danny just has uh, to. I wouldn't phase. say it's like too weak, though. I, st- I-, I wouldn't say it's like. I wouldn't say it's a bad lane lane in phase, though. I say it's decent enough. And then, like, with how he plays out of lane, is Vulcan, just amazing. Even, dude, even Vulcans look good. This EG roster, this is a scary roster to go up mm-hmm. against. This is not yeah, an they, easy They roster could to win beat. the split. Oh, that's not definitely true. Well, what? They can, as long as JoJo <laughs> Peon improves. All right, so... TSM- but no, is it a hot take, though, to say that Impact's the best tall planer right now? Uh, it'd be between, like, him... Summit to me, and I wouldn't say Bwipo is. I again, I always think oh, Bwipo's just oh, Bwipo, yeah, Bwipo plays no, because I always think Bwipo's like a top four, top three, top laner, but never the best. No, no, I'm but, but, but can, but can always go, can always go up against the best, but never the best. I think by I think by how TL were doing good in their past few games, mm-hmm. I think it was just because of Bwipo, not just because of him, yeah. obviously. I mean, but... Bwipo is the most versatile top, I will say that. Like, no, impact, it's, it, it's just like how you're because no, it's just like how you're seeing him in the game move around and actually impact the team. You can see that in the okay. game, essentially. That's just yeah, why well, I think that's really valuable. But Okay, well, I still EG, think impact's the best, but... EG, taking on TSM. Uh, yeah. yeah, TSM, uh, we're getting... Uh, had pretty... a good start, uh, then, you know... TSM, uh, yeah, good start, and then... Yeah, I believe um, they're both their new players got the first two kills of the game. Which are good. I think these players that TSM picked up can be really good players for... Yeah, they're good pickups. Now, I don't really know what went wrong with them. So, this is... Oh, yeah, this is where it went wrong. So, they're starting with Terrell. Vulcan leaps onto Shangy. Doesn't really do anything. Huni gets caught. Oh, yeah, Huni had a really bad Jace game. Yeah, Huni played... Huni just gave the game over. He's just playing so bad. This Jace game was fucking terrible. Holy shit. Uh, Vulcan gets to root one of them, uses all obviously this. Yeah, yeah, this, this is the part where they lost the game. Uh, plus, what I really like about EG right now is that they have this willingness to just go for any single fight whenever they think they can win it. Uh, Danny mm-hmm. got his second pentakill, actually, was it on Zeri? Yeah, game, it was right? first Zeri pentakill ever, I believe, in competitive play. Good god. Danny is still good. Don't, don't let me get wrong, guys. Laning phase, it, it could. Be a bit more, but overall, good player. Overall, good no, player. he's the second. No, he's the. I'd say the third best ADC. I would say, but 
And then you have Jojo oh, Khan uh, right there. Good job, Jojo. Good yeah. job, man. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, like, he got caught. He got caught out like three times in this game. But honestly, outside of that time, the other two times, it wasn't his fault. They all just any. It was anybody could have been in that position. Was like, no, you know what? And there was I, no I, way. <laughs> oh yes, he was just Shenny like, was I'll like, join you. You know what? I saw their I saw their guy doing it. Let's just get get on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have some fun. We're in NA, right? <laughs> and Vulcan is like, you know what? I'll just go on and just it too, and then not die. This was all. This was just all Fiesta shit. Now, Kiedu, I don't know why he got up to impact. Like this is the thing, he can't really win this, but he actually did because Impact played it out pretty darn poorly. But mm-hmm. overall, uh, Kiedu managed to shut down Impact right there. Ichi is this. This is a really scary team right here. They have yeah, like. I genuinely think again, they, he got they, caught out here, I believe, again. But again, like the next few times to get caught out, including here. Good job, I Jojo. I wouldn't say it's his fault. I would say any no, other mid laner could have been in this home. position. Already, and I say while he got caught out, his team was getting advantages. So it was, it was strategic. Just, no, he he should have oh, he should have recalled way before that. He already pushed the lane out. It was already bouncing uh, away from him. He should have already left. I don't know why he stood there. But to be fair. It's one of those things where if your team's getting an advantage from your split pushing, I guess that's not a fault technically. It's not. Yeah, really I think exactly it was an advantage, so I wouldn't say it's a fault, but that's just me personally. Shenny was like, you know what? I'm just leaping and die. Like <laughs> I'm sorry, he's leaping. he's been good in team fights. You, I think you again. His laning obviously isn't good, but I think you hate on JoJo too much. Like he's nope, below. No, he's, he's definitely bad. isn't good yet. He's below average. He's just it's just the team around him. Probably but. might be the eighth best mid laner. No, he he already, no, he's already the eighth best. He's already, and by probably most likely is. No, now, he, he's he's like the seventh best right now. If because... he scales up to be fourth best, that and then that's where we get to be talking. Tactical, yeah. I don't know where tactical was in these games. He just didn't exist. Yeah, that's how he's always been after his very first split ever. Like with Core JJ, he was able to like actually do stuff, but without Core, it's it's the same I'm, argument. Look at all that with, amazing CS there well, by tactical. It's the same. Um, it's the same argument that people gave Kaiser and Karzi. Remember? Oh, if you take away Kaiser from Karzi, he won't look as good. Well, if you take away Core JJ from tactical, he obviously will not look as good. Mm-hmm. That's what you're seeing right here. So EG ended up defeating TSM. Uh, Danny getting his second pentakill because he got one in lock in. Cloud Nine taking on Evil Genius. Uh, sorry, Cloud taking on Golden Guardians. Actually, LS's first time. LS's return to the LCS. Actually, because it was on Gravity a while ago. Cloud Nine opting into this Iron Mid composition. Actually, and I was like, okay, we're getting some fun. Fun. Summit just playing so so far forward. Look how far this guy's playing up. This guy's not playing like he has a jungler in the world next to him. He just doesn't give a flying fuck. Now, as you guys know, I don't like the Ole pick uh, from Golden Guardians, actually. I just don't think Ole's that good anyway. Just being honest here, I just think he's fucking trash. But that's to me personally, you know. Uh, the I don't nine... think Ole's... What, you think Ole's trash? He did... oh, before yeah, because that, trash. That, those, those are the two things I wanted to actually ask you today while watching these games. I wanted to ask you how Impact was doing and how Ole was doing. 
because I, I don't think Ole's been bad. Like he hasn't he hasn't has a chance yet with the two champions he's been playing. I know before before he was pretty fucking bad. Like those years when he won, he was, he was awful. Yes, but, but he's uh yeah, but he and didn't Kareem so okay. And honestly, I don't think he's been bad. But from, I think, from these two games, I don't think he's that bad from these two games. But I have to see a bit more to really go like okay, yes, like, is he really the two bad champs yet? he played in these two but games. What's his Yumi? Right, he just played Yumi, I think. No, he played Yumi and one other. It was like uh. I think I it was Fiona. No, I, I, it, I believe it was like Rakan, was it? Because oh yeah, when the Cloud Nine bot lane actually outplayed that dive, I was like, damn, what this is a bit different from watching Zen and Isles. And then there goes going for this play right there. I, I I don't really agree with them going for that. That's a little too greedy, but hey, he managed to live. Hey, well, and they have Iburn, so it works. That is true. And Licorice is like, you know what? I'm just gonna run 90 miles at, <laughs> and just kill him. Holy shit. Yeah, say, look at that healing by Fudge. What a fucking fantastic mid laner. <laughs> My mid laner who just heals me. <laughs> yeah, he got 11,000 healing, all right? Fudge is easily the third best mid laner right now, man. Oh, Lord. So this I game. Mean, was... It's sad, though, because it's true with the competition. And here, I'll say this. The LCS right now was looking so interesting for week one. Oh, my God. I was like, damn. Kind of LCS, where's this LCS been? People want to try out a bunch of different comps. People want to try out a bunch of different styles out of with the game. That's interesting, right? And then you had Fudge getting cut out right there. He, yeah, he was not happy about that, as you can see, getting just completely ripped, ripped apart to shreds, obviously. Berserker went some summit, all looking great on Cloud9 so far for this first week. They had a really, really close game against Evil Geniuses. Uh, Golden Guardians, Licorice actually didn't look that bad overall. You know, Licorice, he, like, actually played decently okay in both of these first games, honestly. I think Lic Licorice is a player mm -hmm. you can build around. I think he's, I think he had a bad year last year, but I think people just went so hard to overrate that. You know, he's definitely yeah. not a bad player. Oh, so I don't know if you've been watching LFL or whatever it's called uh, recently, but Cody's son has actually, Cody's son isn't the carry of his team, but he's been fucking damn great, like, rock solid. He's basically playing, like, is, but is he better like, than Reckless, though? Like, no mistakes. Uh, Not better than Reckless, but... So, hey, maybe he could get an LEC spot next year. Hey! <laughs> oh, my God. It would be the first, like, Canadian NA. I mean, he was born in China, but his, nat well, his nationality is China, but he was born in Canada and stuff and lives in NA, so I don't know which, which one. <laughs> so they're going to so try have... to say, no, he's actually Chinese, like they Cloud said nine. with... Uh, Cloud9 defeating... Golden Guardians. The next game was FlyQuest versus yeah, versus Go CLG. Now this is the thing. You're you're you're, you're thinking this game FlyQuest and mm -hmm. CLG versus it's gonna be some donkey shit, right? No, they actually picked Mike Jonathan. I was like, okay, because everyone's been this, talking. Well, this about, was a fun clown fiesta. This game. Yeah, because everyone's been talking about. I don't want to see Mike Jonathan in pro play. It's fucking cancer as fuck. Oh, I'll pull it out. Let's let's see it because they said a lot of pros are trying it out in their scrims. Let's see it. Let's try it out. Kumo's like, you know what? I'm going to start running down as Jana. Yeah, I believe one other uh, team did it first. I forgot which one that was. So this, oh, guys, you have to watch this game in the full VOD. It was so exciting to watch. Just watching contracts, oh, yeah. just see them and still choose to walk right there. He saw them. Like, just factor out how stupid that is. Yeah. He literally saw them, and he chose to walk in that position. Yeah, how? so I think what happened was uh, the last two His years when he, was subbed, when he was subbed, when he was subbed them for 100 Thieves and GG, what happened was he was, Playing great again, like he was on C9 again. He finally reformed. He's going to be like a number six jungler in LCS once on CLG. But then it, I think what happened was uh, he like lost his contact lenses, I believe, before the two games. So then he was like, you know what? I, 
Okay, look, I got the most kills on GG. I broke the record. I'm going to try to get even more on CLG. What, what's yeah, it was literally like he was trying to do it. Well, he got like fucking nine deaths this game. He got like oh. eight deaths the last game. Oh, what's up, Lou? How you doing? Yeah, I, I, I didn't think Contrast was that good when he was on Evil Geniuses last year. I thought it was pretty overrated, honestly, by a lot of people. That's just me. I thought it was very, no, he was, very overrated. He was, he was overrated. Like, EG was covering for some of his mistakes, but he was still good. Nah, I, he was... It was above average, is what I would say. That's probably the mm-hmm. best thing I can probably give him. He did improve them for a little bit there by how he was willing to play the game, but I just thought he was above average, honestly. But that, oh, like that, like, like this is the thing here. Contracts single-handedly made Luger look bad. How do you do that? This man was dying. This man was literally trying to feed Africa with how bad he was playing. He was trying to feed Africa that hard. I was sitting there going, what the fuck am I watching? But overall... FlyQuest pulling out the smite on the top, ended up winning. And then we had our match of the week, 100 Thieves taking on Team Liquid, a rematch of the LCS 2021 Summer Split Finals. 100 Thieves just clapping that ass, actually. 100 Thieves is like, nope, we lost to Dignitas. That's a fucking fluke. Uh, So it's right here. Th- th- this is kind of where the game is over, right here. When they give up first blood, when you give up first blood to an Aphelios and Leona bot line, you just lose. Aphelios can e- instantly chunk out jinx if he actually gets a kill that early on because he can he can get a fast track on the item he's actually uh going to need so right here is pretty much where they lose the game like after seeing that i didn't think they were actually gonna win the game at yeah, all Matthew, that game which is a clown fiesta let's not talk about it. it it was fun though but god that was a shit fest that was a shit fest right there yeah uh you see right here a uh, han sama Bjergsen, all of them dying, and I don't really understand why teams keep giving Bjergsen Zillion for some reason. And yeah, I, don't, they didn't, I don't get it. Just literally, just don't give him Zillion, and it's uh, well, they don't GG even punish it. it. It's not even that like you can give it to him. They don't even punish it properly. They just yeah. just let him sit there and scale up. Like, okay, if you sit, if you sit there and let him scale up, of course he's gonna do that much damage. That's ridiculous. Also, people say, "Oh, was Bjergsen making Santor an award?" I'm like, well, I don't. Know. It's too early to say that. It's a little too early to say well, that. And yes, this is the but... thing. So with this with this team composition, Jarvan is trying to go down and obviously play through the bot lane because if you shut down 100 Thieves' bot lane, a lot of how they actually win the game is very, very cut in half. But Buipo actually was ahead in this game at this point in time. So what Centaurin should have done was that Centaurin actually should have went up to top lane and actually help out Buipo get ahead. Buipo was, uh, I think he was, yeah, he was pretty decently far ahead right at this point, actually, where they could have actually went up the top lane and impacted the game. I think, I think Bjergsen helped him out get the kill right here. And I, I honestly don't really know what Team Liquid were trying to really do. It seems like they were trying to pull Santorin around for an idea of how to play the composition that they really didn't know how to really do it mm-hmm. on. Because if Santorin is trying to go down bot lane and impact bot lane, that's fine if that's the game plan. But the game plan has to change. Wow, if nine is doing Pog, Berserker, well. number one, LCS is a fucking giga chat. 200,000 IQ, super genius, and of course, TSM <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah. yeah. Um, 100 Thieves ended, ended up defeating... Uh, Team Liquid in their rematch. Pretty hyped up game right here. Um, I, I just didn't like how TL chose What, they beat the Team Liquid? What do you mean? They, they won the most prestigious tournament ever. They're the best, right? Well, because it's 
So yeah, a uh, hundred thieves. Uh, uh, wow, it, it's almost like literally all nine other fucking teams in the LCS didn't give a shit about Lockins. It's almost like Team Liquid is the only one who actually thinks it matters. Wow. I mean, they have they the brand is all about winning. Remember? Wow. Uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, mean, the brand is about making money and you make uh more money in lock and then spring even though it means literally nothing so they just make more money there and then they don't win spring or summer hey hey man hey man, hey, man. if you win locking you can pay off some of these salaries on some of these players contracts yeah yeah and you can pay off some of uh you know sorry i forgot his name uh what's the what's their owner again oh steve yeah, they can pay off Steve, uh, you know, poaching players when he gets fined. Just oh like uh, just like Carlos. Oh, Lord. So, yeah, Buipo, he was on Renekton, but he didn't really do anything with, with his lead because they didn't really know what Jarvin was actually supposed to do, or they didn't really have an idea of how they wanted to play the game with Jarvin. Yeah, so and then when, have... when does Core JJ get his visa, though? Sorry for interrupting, but... I don't know, honestly. You're... I mean, LDI is great, though. He should have got an LCS spot, just like how King should have before he progressed i think someone mentioned somewhere that i might be saying this wrong because by the time that broxa got his visa in it was like on week four of oh, okay year so by week four we should kind of know if he's going to be able to play now i, I still hope that they keep subbing in elia and yeon for certain games so because they're lcs they can play but dude this is the thing is like if Cor jj joins at fully are they just automatically the best team? I I don't. No. I mean, maybe uh, they'll at least no. be top three. They'll at least no, be no, top they're, three. they're they're top three, not the best. So, like, I I think their competition is gonna be TL, 100 Thieves, and Cloud Nine, and Evil Geniuses. I think are their biggest competition right now. Dep also, this is depending on how TSM also, you know, ramps up during the split if they ramp up during the split. But yeah, 100 Thieves guys looked great uh, in this game. They had a game plan. That they wanted to actually uh, fully utilize when you're looking at a Jarvin. Because a Jarvin, I, I I get why they picked Jarvin. Because you want to go down mm -hmm. there and shut down under these bot lane. I get it. But that wasn't happening. Yeah, FBI, you're not FBI. you're not river on Jarvin, man. Come on. Well, well this is the thing. It, it, it's like, if if their plan is, hey, I got to go bot lane and stomp the bot lane. But that right didn't back. happen. Renekton was really far ahead when I go up to top lane and play through that. But after that, yep, uh, that was the last game for that day. And then I will bring up the other days of games right now. But yeah, 100 Thieves, uh, not even skipping a beat. Looking pretty darn strong, actually. So yes, let me actually go and get the other uh, games right here, actually. Because I, I do have to actually kind of watch more LCK. Actually, I haven't got mm -hmm. a chance to really watch pretty much anything based around it. Okay, let me go right here. The LPL starting back up soon, too, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah, but yeah, see. Team Liquid fucked up their play style against 100 Thieves. Yep. GG. In second. Uh, the FlyQuest Immortals game made me want to gouge my eyes out. That was really bad to look at. That was egregious. Mm -hmm. That was very, very bad. Immortals should be ashamed of themselves. From how Immortals is that game. the new CLG. Oh, oh God. that that That's, that's sad. Again, well, yeah, I mean, what, there's three. The Immortals of the past, good organization. The Immortals now, like, yeah, dumb CLG and, like, TSM I would and GG I would never want to join their orgs. Definitely not. All the others I would be more than happy of joining, honestly. Whoa! Yeah, unless whoa. I'm forgetting a bad one. 
which I don't think what? I am. The hell is this? Uh, uh, oh, I, I mean, Dignitas isn't a great org, but I, it, it's still solid enough. I would join it. I mean, if it was the Dignitas of old, though, I would not fucking join it. That sounds like hell. Give me a sec, guys. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. All right. So I have the games right here, actually. Yeah, I mean, I mean, GG isn't a bad org. It's just like the way they treat their players. You know, it's it's like Excel with Advian. So no thanks. Okay. So we will actually have a new segment that we're going to debut on the show as well called Match of the Week. Which, we're gonna, which, which is what we'll, what we'll be doing uh, for the LEC and the LCS, actually. So I, I, I know for the official broadcast, it's more like just one. There's sometimes more than one, and we'll even list them down here. But before we even get to that, uh, we got to go through these last LCS games, and we'll do our predictions, and then we will head out, head out of here, actually. Okay, so 100 Thieves taking on CLG, actually, to go 2-0. Contract's having a really, really, really rough start to the season, man. This guy's been just just so just so awful, man. And I, I really don't know what's going on right now. You know, I, I actually think that Luger is a good player, and I think the bot lane on CLG is solid enough, you know, with Luger being that difference, but... Uh, this team is bad. You no, know, they just they just sucks. they have nothing to work with. You can't blame them. Like this, I mean, I don't guy... think I don't think Poom is great, but like, I mean, he's good. He's good enough for LCS, and they have that chemistry. They played for a year. There are better options, though. I would say for a support. Jenkins but good is enough. just bad. Jenkins is just awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I didn't like. I, I didn't he think he would last be year. last year. I even no, said I, I thought knew he was. He was bad. But... I thought he was terrible last year. He was terrible last yeah, no, year. I know. I so thought he bad. was bad, but I, I thought he was bad. Yeah, and I thought he was bad coming into this. But I was willing to give him a chance as like a weak yeah, yeah. side guy because, because again, I understand why they picked him up though. Because just for the same reason they picked up others in LCS, LEC, etc. Because again, like just the top lane pool. And the prospect pool for LCS, LEC, and LCK has just been lacking. Where, yeah, Jenkins was genuinely one of the better prospects there. Like, he literally was. That's the sad thing. So Then, later on, you had 100 Thieves uh, beating the shit out of CLG. This was this was mm-hmm. just mer- Oh, Lord. Good good like job, a, Pal Fox. Good job, Like, honestly, man. what they should... I don't understand why they haven't yet. Like, there's, there's good Turkish top laners. They should import... Over going with people what about that like one Jenkins. Guy? What about that one? That one guy from M- MSI last year. Uh, Star yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. People thought he would get a team. Him. Starscream wasn't even that bad. I thought he was good actually. Yeah. And I also, I'm still surprised. I don't know um, if he's still playing in PCS or the same team. If he isn't, let me know. But like that, uh, one. Yeah, Kai Wayne. Mm-hmm. Wayne. I thought he would fucking be an LPL next year. Uh, is he loyal to PCS or something? Then right here, you also have TSM taking on Dignitas, and Spica was like, you know what? I'm going to just give over the game. You know what? Just walk yep. in. Good job, again, Spica. Again, yep, this this is Spica in the first half of the season, and then the second half, he's a hell just, of a lot better. He just ran it down. I'll sit around, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, but to, to be fair, to be fair, everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, TSM played so bad. Dignitas legitimately played well. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot so, of people are going to say now with, like, yeah, they did, but, I mean, besides fucking Blue, but. Oh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll never get Blue. Yeah, and, and Fake Auto was after, I mean, you can't, he, nothing to really say because he's on Gwen, but he wasn't bad, at least this I game. I think River, Neo, and Biofrost are the best players to play yes, around. Yes, obviously. 
Again, yeah, I actually thought Neo or Biofrost would win MVP. Sorry, player of the yeah week. This uh, and over FBI because. Uh, FBI had the best KDA, so I knew he had the best chance. But usually what the analysts and stuff do is they give it to if a team you don't expect to go 2-0 goes 2-0, which Dignitas did, and they upset a team like TSM, then they usually give it to a player on there. So I thought they'd give it to Neo Bio, but no, they went with FBI apparently. So That was so lucky. If that mm-hmm. did not go off the right way, they were all getting eighth right there. Yeah. I mean, I don't totally agree with FBI's player of the week, though, because he did play against shit that kind of against shit teams but mm-hmm. and this is my thing uh seeing dig do well is good like seeing teams like dignitas and FlyQuest do well is a good thing for the lcs that's a mm-hmm. good thing i don't want these bottom tier teams yeah to people are trying to say teams. it's bad what are you talking about it's good for the league if these bottom tier yes. teams can win that's a good thing that means they're not free wins no team should be a free win in, in, in this kind of environment ever that's God, bad speaker, for what are you doing good job speaker Good job, man. Look at Kidu right there. Kidu's frontlining. Why is your mid laner frontlining? Well, where's Hooney? Mid- now, now you come in, Hooney. What the fuck? Where's that earlier? <laughs> the rise is frontlining. <laughs> what sense did that make? Rivers is right there. This, I, this was the fight where they lost. Yeah, they lost this fight. You know, the, the, yeah. with how Speaker's praying right now, just like in the yeah, because Kidu got locked in. Jarvin locked him in. River God. died. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, so just, just like, like how he played in spring died. last year. Now with how he's playing now, a lot of people are saying like, yeah, you shouldn't have won MVP last split because of that. Because of how it's, he's it's playing only now. Because dude, you got to kind of factor in with with week ones. People always overrate week one performances. Yeah, that, but listen, just saying last year with MVP like. Listen, um, there was there is there is a ton, and there was no standout. There hasn't been a stand after Blabber won it in spring, which honestly, though, uh, deserved. But I would have gave it to Niski personally. I think they just gave it because of and because they wanted to give it to an NA prodigy. But either way, deserved. But after that, uh, for the last three splits, there hasn't been a standout MVP. So they that that's why Blabber won it. That's why uh, four JJ won it. I, I, I think that Niski should have won that year, too, when they did so yeah. well. I if Beardson played as good in the second half of summer 2020 as he did, sorry, in uh, 2019, as he did, uh, sorry, it was 20, wait, was it 2020 or, yeah, sorry, it was 2020, I, as he did in spring. Poom was horrible, contracts was horrible, skip this game, have mercy on C- <laughs> T- I mean, TSM I wouldn't items, say he's been horrible, Poom, but. TSM items. TSM's item build didn't have damage. Triforce, Zeri, Tank, Rise. Yeah, that was true. Horrible. True. That was true. Their comp had no damage. They looked like crap. Mm-hmm. They played like crap, and they and they built like shit. Good job, Tactical. Good yeah, job. Sorry, but I was saying if Bjergsen in like summer 2020, like in the second half, he was like easily MVP winner material. But in the first half, he was mediocre. If people don't bring up, so they say Core JJ robbed him that year, but he really didn't. Berkson just didn't play great for the whole split. You had CLG, CLG. Then you had Cloud9 taking on Evil Geniuses. Uh, Vulcan up against his old teammates, trying to get that revenge against Cloud9. Uh, yeah. Going in the LS direction. This was a banger game to watch. This was so entertaining, man. Oh, yes. Except the part God. when Inspired, Inspired's brain just turned Trend, off. the mirror is so scary. Good. Okay, so Inspired did this twice against Cloud9. He invades, wins the invade. Just getting the vision is fine. But he keeps going for more. Yeah, yeah. Riot nerf Trindamir already. Fuck. Because at this, because uh, at this point you're already super committed, and then he just dies. Invading like that and yeah. dying gives away the advantage. 
It's just pointless no, at that Honestly, point. I thought this was GG when Blobber died there. I, I But the fact that he dies right here gives over that advantage back. Because if he didn't die right there... No, it was the other part uh, later on. I think he tried it again. I think he did. It's the wrong game, actually. Mm -hmm. I think it's... Oh, it was right here. I think they were going for a team fight and he died. At that point, no, you're right. I was like, oh, this is looking bad. Because he's tried this so many different times. He invades. He'll, like, fail. But he, he gives a kill over back. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, this is the part where they die. Yeah, at this point, I was like, okay, they gave that advantage okay, over again. Yeah, yeah, right here, they gave that advantage over it. When you die right there, JoJo Pion, let's go, baby. Good, good job, JoJo. Good yeah, no, that job, was, man. That wasn't JoJo's fault. That was actually just no. the insane so like, healing. Fourth best mid laner, man. <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually just the insane <laughs> healing. No, it was actually just Soraka's insane healing, No. Oh my god. Again, this and is also, a great pick. I like this more than the Ivern. Rock is OP as fuck. Just now, somebody I, I needs the nerf already. I don't know why it's insane. I don't know why EG gave Cloud9 Olaf. You don't get Blabber is good on Olaf, obviously. You don't Yeah, I don't like get it. Beards and Zillion. You don't give them their chance. I, I mean, Olaf. I get it. They think he, they can counter. A lot of teams think they know that, that how to counter also, right him here, finally on Olaf. Right here. A lot of people talked about how Jojo Peon didn't get the kill. Guys, Olaf has lifesteal. Doesn't matter. He just lifes off the minion wave. Yeah, and ult. Soraka. How did he live? He life steals right there. Yes, and he, there's the Soraka healing. Of course, he's gonna live. There's like, <laughs> they're, do they not know how the game works? Like, fuck. Also, Impact played so good on Trinamir in this game. This yeah, guy but then, then again, hard. it's trend. It's Trinamir. It's Trinamir. <laughs> to be fair, it's Trinamir. Actually, yeah, it nerfed him already. Right? Fuck. Trimmer is a, that's a strong champion if you let him get ahead, yeah. actually. That is a strong champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if you want to go try hard, then play Trindamir. You, you can do that in your next solo queue games, I guess. Oh, I don't play Trindamir. I have standards, actually. Yeah, 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 you have standards. So you just play bitch ADCs like Tristana, like MF. Like MF. All right, so this is the last of the game <laughs> where everyone was talking about where uh Winsome stacked the Chakrams over. So it starts off from this right here. Okay, so mm -hmm. Inspired's on this side. Percy flashes over, right? No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, a lot of people are saying Summit could have just ended it here. What do you think? Okay, so let's see how this plays out. I'm not going to have to go. Because he so said right here... a lot of people are wondering why he TP'd saying he could have just ended it himself. Hmm. Hold on. Okay, do you so... agree with that? or? No, he can end right here. Yeah, but he doesn't. He can do you actually agree end. with that? Uh, no, no, no. He actually can end. Now, he won't know if he can end. To be fair, you'll never know, to be fair. But I, I, this is how I know he could end. So right here, the minions, he had a super wave inhibitor already down. And he could just push in both turrets. Camille takes towers like it's nothing. Three, mm -hmm. it's Four autos on, on a Camille takes a turret, right? Four autos on a Camille potentially takes a turret. And they actually won the team fight with how Berserker was stacking the Chakram. So to be fair, I understand why he came back. It made sense to win the team fight, but he didn't need to come back. He should have just kept threatening to end the game. Because it's one of two things. Because EG has to know right here. At this moment, EG knows. Either we commit to this, or we lose the team fight, or we lose the game. Mm -hmm. Or Summit just ends the game. It was actually really well played from Cloud9. That was actually really, really well played. I hope they keep playing this kind of level during the whole split. Because that was actually really well done from them. Summit, it's Because that's the thing. If Because Jojo Peon knows this. Why would he TP, though? Jojo Peon TPs, and he just gives the base over. He's lucky Summit TP'd over. Summit could just end the game right there. Someone alone could just end the game. I don't know why Jojo Peon TP'd. Jojo Peon TP'd is worse because he, there's nothing to defend the base. Victor can't fight off Camille like that unless he somehow lands on one of those gravity fields. And yeah, so I guess what Summit thought was since he had Guardian Angel, if he TP'd, it would and be GG with the fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, that's Guardian what he Angel. thought. 
I guess. That's the thing. This was actually a really, really uh, interesting, fun game. Mm-hmm. The first week of the LCS twenty twenty two spring split was was so was such a fun thing to watch. Look at those yeah. chocolates he stacked a lot, a lot of people, beautiful. you know, the, a lot of LPO and LCK LCK casters and L, and even LEC said that this was actually one of the best ADC games they've ever saw from Berserker here. What do you think? Because they said he thought he played it flawlessly. Like when he did. He... Did, 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 yeah, did this game. And I want to see more games out of him like this. If he can play mm-hmm. the entire split consistently like this, he's going to be like comp for the LCS, actually. He's going to be so good. I think he has a higher ceiling than comp. Yeah, Winsome is such a surprise, God. Uh, Matthew says, as of now, Cloud9, as of now, is the best macro team in the league. I actually saw this potential when Blabber started targeting Drake's early on and locking. Yeah. Blabber's macro decisions got a bit better, uh, as you can see throughout all these Yeah, you games. know, Fudge had to talk with him, he said, <laughs> and yeah, worked out his <laughs> issues from last year. Yeah, seems like it's Final working game. off. Team Liquid taking on Immortals. This game made me yeah. just blow my brain out when I, I watched this say, though, uh, Quickly, though, again, like, listen, like, stop just because Spika's playing now, stop saying that, that that means he didn't deserve MVP last split, right? It's different splits. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, there was no... Like fucking front runner. Listen, there is an argument to be made that closer should have won it. Abadage or I chose Abadage. That's what, that's why. Abadage. Chose. If he played as good in the second half as he did in the first half, I would have. But he kind of dropped off a bit. I thought he dropped off a tiny bit in playoffs. I think for the regular yeah. season, he was just perfectly fine. But honestly. listen, there is an argument to be made with Abadage or closer. But at the end of the day, what he it's a different split, and also I do think actually Spika deserved it with what he was given. Power he kinda, evil. He, he kind of carried them the first place in the regular season. So you had T- Team Liquid taking on Immortals. Actually, uh, Power People just kept getting caught out inside lanes with the Zillion Jinjiao comp- uh, composition. Actually, uh, this this is the part where where they lose right here. I, I, I remember I watched this game live, and this was this was just so bad. This was so fucking bad, man. This team is so bad. Look at this right here. Okay, so. They, they leap on, they kill Hansama right here. Destiny's going to obviously die right here. Then, right here, Aleia hit, uh, hooks in Wild Turtle. Wild Turtle's right there safe. Nope, because there's Centaur in there. Centaur's already super far ahead. Wild Turtle dies. Then right there, oh, nope, there's Bwipo. And Bwipo just slices them down. Revenge goes over the wall, flashes back. Bwipo just flashes over, kills him. The, the advantage is over. Mm-hmm. This was Why one of the worst games. Why is Destiny I... still in LCS? Look at this. This was so bad. This was so bad from fucking Immortals. They're, these guys are not good. These guys are... I, I got the idea of what they were trying to do. I got it. Destiny literally got caught out right here. Right here on a war he didn't caught out. Of course he's going to lantern flash play. Mm-hmm. Of course he's going to do that. Destiny right here has to fully commit. But, but they do kill Hansama. They do kill Hansama. But yeah. this is the thing about why the team fight went so wrong. Revenge is the worst top laner probably in the league. Revenge was so far behind... He can't. He has. He deals. No um, I would say, yes, he is. Like revenge got beaten so hard, he was dealing no damage. He was pickling. Great Centaur. player to build around, and also he's like twenty two, almost twenty three, so not much growing left, probably. Oh my lord, Destiny! Why is Wild Turtle getting paid? I uh, can't because, disagree with that either. Uh, because Power Evil is like, listen, if you want me on the team, you got to get my buddy. Or I'm not playing. <laughs> so, so they're like, uh, maybe we should just get five fire and value. No, 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 no. We know we need we need them. You know because I wonder how that's working out for them. No, because right because they made uh worlds in 
uh, in like 2020. Uh, that was really to- awesome. Right here, when he got the trade back <laughs> kill right here, he actually got a trade kill back. All I'm saying, uh, Santorin got a trade uh, kill back right here. How mm-hmm. bad? Kite! What are you doing? Why are you standing in front of him? Oh, oh my God. This this was so awful to watch. Jesus This was Christ. horrible. This was so bad. I was like, okay, Immortals, just get off the stage. Get up, mm-hmm. load in, select your champions, lose, get off the stage. Load up, get off, lose. Just keep doing that the whole split. If you're playing like this, just get on the stage, load up your champions, lose, and get off. It's just, just pathetic. Uh, let's go, at. Power of Evil. Yeah, Good baby. Job. Let's go. He got caught out three times in side lanes playing Victor. Three different times. I can understand one time, yeah. whatever. He caught out three different times. And also, I made him say, I actually predicted them ninth immortals, honestly. Because oh, I, I because I knew because I knew Revenge, Wild Turtle, and Destiny would play that bad, and then that Xerxes would and Power of Evil would have with their play style, they would have nothing to work with. The oh. only team I predicted lower than them is is Dignitas, which I mean they're proving me wrong now. So give me a set, guys. Yeah, I did actually think Golden Guardians and Cl- as Counter Logic Gaming would be better than Immortals. So give I'm sorry, it's set, all guys. it's all name recognition. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's not based off player strengths. I I thought they'd only win games because they're veteran players, which just get you a couple of early wins early on. But nope, uh, sadly, that's not really panning out very well for me. Yeah. All right. So let me go to the LEC and the LCS for our match. Our new segment debuting on the show, as as I talked about last year when we had Warren. Oh, Warren's not going to be here for a bit, guys. We're not having any issues with Warren. We love Warren here. Warren actually did a really, really good job, actually. Yeah, with the NBA. Yeah, guys, our Warren got a really, really good job. We didn't have any issues. We love Warren. We talked to him. We love him and his contribution he did to the channel. He just got a really good job. Yeah, so, so he's, he's not going to have as much time. And, yeah, you know, That's- maybe that, that will be with me in the future, you know, so I'm not talking too much with this piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I hate this guy. I'm going to have to find a hot yeah, lady to yeah. do the show with me every single nah. week, actually. So I, I need to have hot any, any hot ladies out there that want to actually, uh, you know, come on the show? Uh I mean, well, me. I will say if that ever happens in the future, like in a year or so, um, what I'm saying, uh, I will like I if like I'm you. then busy, if I'm busy for like four years or so, and four so I years, can't, no, so I can't show up all the time. No, when, when I'm not busy anymore, I will return. I will make <laughs> just like my I, my dad said the exact same thing. Yeah, no, I I will eventually if that ever so happens. Right, so right now we're gonna debut. Uh, match of the week segment, LEC and LCS. So normally uh, match of the weeks are just like one game because sometimes there's match of the mm-hmm. weeks that no one really talks about. So what really made me for sure do this segment is um, remember how we had Rogue taking on Fnatic and that wasn't the match of the week? People were like, oh my God, but the match of the week play, plays on Sunday. I don't and give a fuck. That, I don't that, care like, at all. Misfits versus, uh, what was it, Fnatic? I believe that that was actually could have been a really good match of the week, but oh my goodness! But yeah, um, just a, a week ago when Fnatic and Rogue were undefeated in the LEC, that wasn't the match of the week. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Who said like, the match of the week's played on Sunday? I don't give a fuck. I don't care at all. Yeah, who gives no. a shit about that? That means that's so stupid. Yeah, it that is, is dumb stupid. as hell. Uh, uh, also, yeah, we hell. will actually we'll ask him about TSM and. Uh, We'll, we'll we'll type down what his response is and then say it on the next stream. <laughs> All right, guys. So debuting match of the week segment, starting with LEC and moving to LCS in uh, just a moment. So we'll get our predictions out of the way. Uh, let me take 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 her off for a second. 
and let me do our predictions uh, first, and then we'll talk about the match of the weeks right now between LEC and LCS. Okay? So right here, for week two, EG, 100 Thieves, Cloud9, CLG, you know what, fuck it, FlyQuest. Day two, Cloud9, Golden Guardians, 100 Thieves, Team Liquid, and Dignitas. Okay. Right, um, EG, 100 Thieves. Um, oh, this one's a tough one. This is definitely match of the week here. Uh, There's some good ones this week, actually. There's some bangers right here. Let's go. Team Liquid. Uh, CLG and TSM. And then uh, C9. Uh, GG. Mm, hmm. Say, uh, 100 Thieves. Uh, I don't think they're the best, but I think they're going to have a good start. Better than others. Uh, let's go Team, Li- Team Liquid. I, I think Flockbots is going to fall down to earth a bit. And then, uh, Dignitas. All right. Let's go, guys. So, we are now debuting a segment I wanted to have on the channel last year. And even just last, uh, it was like around, it was when Rogue were facing off against Fnatic. Like I just told you guys um, last week, where I was like, I, you can have more than one match of the week. What rule states you can only have one match of the week? I was going to go like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to get on my Thanos shit. Well, it's you know? sort of like saying you can have multiple soups of the day, MSK. Hmm. And, you know, when, when I was looking at match of the weeks, so I'm like, you know what? Uh, I don't like it, and this is just what I'm going to do. Fine. I'll do it myself. Yeah, that's, that's also what he said when he couldn't find a girl to jerk him off. All right, so for the LEC 2021... Sorry. So for the LEC 2022 Spring Split Week 5, uh, the only actual match of the week is... well. Fnatic taking on Team Vitality. Perks taking on Fnatic once again. I think this is going to be Fnatic taking this time around. Actually, they pretty handily beat Vitality the last time. But that was when the split first began. So this is a a good chance for uh, Vitality to get their revenge on Fnatic. You could also maybe slot in another really interesting match of the week, which probably might be G2 versus Mad Lions, two teams that have won all like trophies within the LEC, actually. So this could be a really, really in- interesting games. But these are the two most interesting uh, matches for this week for the LEC 2022 Spring Split Week Five: Mad Lions versus G2 and Team Vitality versus Fnatic. All right, and for these, I have chosen uh, G2 and Fnatic to win uh, the match of the week right here. And let me actually bring up. Uh, my ticker right there. Here we go. Match of the week segment, baby. Let's go. We'll fix all the technical issues, actually, um, next time around. All right. Now, for the LCS 2022 Spring Split Week 2, you have two match of the weeks right here. Team Liquid taking on Cloud9, and you also have Evil Geniuses taking on 100 Thieves. Can Evil Geniuses get... Uh, No, so... Can Evil Geniuses actually take down 100 Thieves time around? Because this is a rematch 
of the LCS 2021 summer split playoffs where, you know, 100 Thieves uh, took out Evil Geniuses and knocked them down to so that fact, the fact that Evil Geniuses will have to face Cloud9. And you also had the good old Team Liquid and C9 rivalry, which is always something really exciting. And actually for the rivalry of this matchup this time around, obviously I'm choosing my boys Cloud9. Cloud9 definitely taking down Team Liquid in the match of the week. And the second match of the week, as you guys know, I have 100 Thieves actually taking it. So, yeah, that's the little small segment called Match of the Week on uh, the Cloud9 Podcast. Just want to make sure I give more highlights to more in- interesting matches. Just so happen if they be a thing. Because sometimes there's one, sometimes there's two mm-hmm. really good matches. But the yeah, podcast so, sorry. only highlights uh, like one. Could you, could you say them again? Because, sorry, I was doing something else. So I didn't hear. Jacking off, actually. So Okay, so for LEC... You have yeah, no, I was reading shitty uh, Zack Schneider tweets. That's what I was doing. You're a horrible human being. So you have Mad Lions taking on G2, and you have Vitality taking on Fnatic. Then you have Team Liquid taking on Cloud9, and you have Evil Geniuses taking on 100 Thieves. Hmm. Some really spicy four matches right there, actually. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I would say, uh, honestly, though, you could, I mean, you could make, I actually, Kind of excited though to see that uh, TSM versus GG match though. I think oh that's, lord! Okay, I think that's so... under. What do you mean? Being unironic, it's actually an underrated one. People aren't paying attention to because GG hasn't looked bad. They looked good. It's just the teams they played against were better. Uh, you know, yeah, their competition yeah. was just strong in week one. Pride Stalker looked great. Blazolid looked fine. Licorice looked very good. Uh, I mean, Lost looked like shit still, but he's facing his old team, which is a. Uh, rivalry there and Ole looked fine wasn't given a chance yet and then you know TSM needs more time so it's actually it's a match that I feel like could um could be where one team finally Watch starts this be breaking like one of the out worst matches ever where their teams is playing like complete dog shit no <laughs> it's one match where I think they could it could be a good level of play actually unironically it's a match where I think or match where I think one team that this is the point where one team will start breaking out either GG or TSM and, you know, there's, like, lost airface in his old team. So it's actually a match I'm kind of looking forward to. Yeah, and that's just pretty much what I would have as the four matches of the week to watch out for. So let me recap them. For the LEC 2022 Spring Split Week 5, you have Mad Lions taking on G2 on Friday. Saturday, you have Team Vitality taking on Fnatic. Oh, what do you mean BDS and XL? That's a great one. For the LCS 2022 uh, Spring Split Week 2, you have Team Liquid taking on Cloud9, Evil Geniuses taking on 100 Thieves as your uh, marquee four matchups to look out for. And yeah, Sean did bring up a good point. Lost taking on TSM to prove that they got the wrong guy. They got Tactical, which is also kind of the wrong guy, too. Yeah, they, they, they got the wrong guy twice in a row. You know, I, I just love it. There are literally... Tactical was one of them when he, when he started playing for Team Liquid, but they literally got... They literally just dropped like four or five ADCs, like Johnson, Tactical, Sven, Kabe, uh, just shit tons. And then they all played for LEC or LCS teams, and they were all better than Double Lift. <laughs> That's just hilarious. All right, guys. Uh, that's it for the show today. We had a really, really great show today. It was really awesome to have the LCS fully come back, not just in lock-in, but just fully to have the spring split you know, online, actually. Uh, Make sure you guys like, 
of the you know podcast the stream after you guys watch it on the replay. If you are watching on the replay, like, comment, and subscribe. If you haven't, please do all those things. Yeah, and we'll see you guys next week. Sorry, I didn't have the episode out on Monday. I was so so tired actually. So if you don't get your episodes on Mondays, you'll get them on Wednesdays. And yeah, I'm glad you guys came out to support. Thank you to everyone who watched. Actually, see you guys later, and see you next Monday or t- uh next Monday or Wednesday. Uh, I'm the Nightwing, and we are signing out, guys. Have a great weekend. Have a great day when the matches appear. You guys have a good time watching them. So have a great uh, rest of your week, and have a great weekend. See you guys later. Goodbye. Peace. Goodbye. Yep, uh, 